Welcome to the Multiverse Podcast, your weekly entertainment show covering everything from movies, TV, video games, comics, and everything in between. This is episode 10 for November 20th, a special Beyond the Multiverse episode this week where we take a look at some of our favorite movies of the last decade. I'm your host, the Mad Titan Hussein. My co-host is the meme lord himself, Mio, and welcome to episode 10. Mio, how you doing? Hey, hey, hey. How's it like working for um, Hideo Kojima? Oh, mate, that game is like a full, full-time job, literally. It's literally like a full-time job. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, uh, Do you like clock in before you play every time? Oh, mate, literally. like, I'm, I've only got like an hour or two hours to spare here and there. And uh, I just find myself within those two hours, I'm just doing side quests. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've kind of progressed now in, into the game uh, slightly further. I'd say from what I've heard, okay, it's about a 40 to 50 hour game, let's say. Yeah. And there's 14 chapters, including the prologue. And I am 30 hours into the game and I'm only on chapter five. Wow. Yeah. So I was literally just um, playing a few. This is going to be like a hundred hour game for you. Mate, I don't know what I'm going to do, man. Because Shenmue 3 comes out on a Tuesday. Oh, wow. And I've been waiting for that game for 20 years now. So how long is that game? I I, I don't know, but I'm going to be playing that multiple times. Yeah. I finished that first and then come back to your job. (laughs) No way. No way. Take that. Take 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 a vacation from take a vacation, take some annual leave, uh, but no man. Listen, I I think I'm just gonna see it through. There's times where I'm thinking to myself, you know what, this game is pretty boring. But there's times where I'm loving it, and it's, I still don't know what's happening, man. Like literally, I have no idea what's going on. Uh, they talk about certain things and so forth, and they've kind of started to explain the the BBs, the bridge babies. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting now. And um, I literally had the boss fight and I just ran away from it. Like you can literally run away from a boss fight. And I had one of the most, yeah, it's it's kind of one of, it was no spoilers. It was kind of one of the objectives to give a fight or run away. And uh, I'm on this like really long winded mission at the moment. I have to go from one side to the map to the other, then back to that side. And now I've had to come back to kind of transport something. And it's just like, it's so long. So I've, I've literally had to play that mission in stretches. So, uh, I jumped on this morning, played a bit, took some time off to just kind of finalize my, my list for this, for this podcast, jumped back on, traveled a bit, and then jumped back off again. So, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm enjoying it, though. And I'll be the first one to put my hands up. I, I was wrong about this game. Uh, but do not get mistaken. This game is a FedEx simulator. It's, it's, that's what it is. It's nothing more than that. And, uh, and now I understand why let's say simulator based games are quite addictive <laughs> from that sense. Like you just get so. Yeah. I love, I love simulator games. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm enjoying it at the moment. Uh, we just have to see where, how far it goes. I'm about 30, 35 hours now on chapter five. Mm-hmm. I think I feel like I'm coming to the end of chapter five or the, as Kojima calls it episodes. Uh, episode three was the longest. It was insanely long and uh, it got a bit boring. Episode four. I just felt like I was in a battlefield game. No spoilers. And now on episode five, I feel like I'm coming to the end of that part. It's it's addictive. The universe is amazing. Uh, the online kind of aspect of that is is awesome. Uh, I can't wait to kind of just finish it off, but I can't wait for you to pick it up in a few weeks. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to play it. And um, play it, it. I can't. I can't wait to just like really just full on talk about it, and yeah, go full on spoiler cast as well, maybe potentially. So we see. But other than that, I see you're enjoying uh, Star Wars. I gotta say, the game, the game is quite good. Like, I think, 
I haven't played Death Stranding yet, but it's in game of the year consideration. Oh wow, wow! Like it's it's really good. I think it's my second favorite Star Wars game ever. Okay. Behind Knights of the Republic, which yeah, is that's an classic. absolute classic. Yeah. But yeah, the story is way better than any it has any right to be. It's it's quite good. Okay. I, I can't wait for you to play that either. So Respawn have done a pretty good job on that, I guess. Yeah, and like we were so underwhelmed with the E3 footage. It's just, you know, it's surprisingly good. Fun. Do you think they like yeah. do you think they tanked the E3 footage on purpose so no one would get their expectations too high? Honestly, I think I don't think they would because obviously E3 is where you sell something. It's obviously the biggest uh, gaming convention of the year, and uh, both of us coming out of that pre, that trailer of E3, we we're like that was awful. That was underwhelming, and I got a lot of hate for it on Twitter. Okay, for for God knows what reason, because I said it was underwhelming, and it was truly underwhelming. The trailer, it was it did it was nothing. Super to, underwhelming. Yeah, it did nothing to sell, sell the game, and a fun story was. I tweeted something about it. I can't remember what I exactly tweeted. I think I said uh, along the lines where I'm, I'm excited for this game, but that game, that trailer did not sell it to me. And EA actually contacted me and said, can we use that tweet? Can we, you need to sign this and blah, blah, blah. So I said, yeah, I don't know what's happened to that. So, Ooh, but, that's interesting. Yeah, I remember what, what I was saying about it. So we'll see. But the, it was underwhelming. I think they've done a lot of work behind the doors. Uh, and I feel like this was a project. It was kind of a last minute, minute project for Respawn maybe. I know they had the different Star Wars project and they got canned. Um, so I think they picked this up and it was just really underwhelming. But I'm hearing, and you, you mentioned it, it's pretty much Uncharted slash Dark Souls. And when I mean Dark Souls, it's so, it's so cliche now to compare everything to Dark Souls. Like Cuphead got uh, compared to Dark Souls. Um, no, they, I think they're comparing it to Dark Souls as in like the mechanics-wise. Like yeah, there's bonfires, there's Estus Flask. Yeah, that's what I was about to dive into. And is it a bit more? It's I'm assuming it's a more accessible version of Dark Souls. So if yeah, you've never played the Dark Souls game, like easier. yeah, if, if you never played the Dark Souls game, you could you kind of play this and get a kind of a nice glimpse of what the Dark Souls universe is without it being too punishing. I was, I was kind of bad at this game first because I was playing it too much like Dark Souls, like the blocking mechanics and the dodging. Like it's not the same. It's it's a lot more like forgiving. So I was trying to be too precise, and yeah. I got like killed a bunch of times. So don't play this like Dark Souls. You finished uh, uh, Sekiro Shadows Dies twice. And yeah. that game was heavy on the stamina meter and the parry system. Yeah. Is that pretty it's much one, the, Yeah, You don't really have to worry about the stamina or parrying. Like, it's not that difficult. Oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, it's def- I definitely want to pick it up, but I've just got too much going on at the moment. Yeah. Death Stranding is... We put it go on sale. Yeah, it's, I don't believe there's a, any resale value in, in it, so I'll wait for it to go on sale. Uh, I like to give my money to to publishers, especially publishers that I like. So, hey, I won't pick... we, we love Respawn over here. Yeah, exactly. So we, I definitely won't be picking this up pre-owned because the the money for a pre-owned copy goes to the to the game store that sells it. Uh, so that's obviously how game stores make their money. I'll just wait for it to go on sale and then just buy it brand new, and the money goes to Respawn themselves. So I definitely want to pick it up, and because it's a story mode game, I don't feel feel like there's a lot of replay value unless you're achievement hunting, trophy hunting, whatever the case may be. Uh, but yeah, definitely one on my list. How's Pokemon quickly? Just want to know. Oh, I haven't played. I, I've been playing too much Last Jedi. I mean, Fall in Order. Fall in Order. Okay. Because I was tempted to pick up a Switch, but I just feel like uh, that kind of whole handheld mood, I've grown. I've grown out of. I, just, I don't know. I, 
I, I don't know where I fit a handheld in, in in my life at the moment. Like if I'm traveling to the gym, let's say, or traveling, I usually have my iPad. I've just downloaded a TV show. Or possibly, what about when you're um, watching these movies on this list? Possibly, possibly. Cause, um, or watching a Death Stranding uh, cutscene. Because <laughs> I was in a cutscene. Apparently, my, my, brother's, my brother's friend finished uh, Death Stranding and he said the final cutscene okay, is two hours long. That's, that's a movie. That's a movie. What do I do? Like, if I'm playing this in the middle of the night and I need to go to sleep at two o'clock, I'm not staying up at four o'clock to finish off this cutscene. It's, yeah. it's getting skipped. Yeah, you can just so, watch it later. Uh, talk about movies. Uh, let's start this list. Uh, a few housekeeping notes. Obviously, every movie that we've selected, we've got our best movie of that particular year, and we've also got a honorable mention for that particular year. Uh, these movies, obviously, they don't have to be critically acclaimed. They could, they could be trash movie in terms of uh, their, their reception. But every movie on our list, we watched, we actually watched it in that particular year. So it's not a movie that we've just seen now. There's absolutely no point. If yeah. We did, yeah. These are our personal favorite movies that we love to rewatch. We love, we just love. Yeah, exactly. So uh, starting off with 2010, Mio. Do you, okay. want me to, do you want me to go? Uh, let me, I'll go. You go. I, okay. There has to, listen, before we start, okay, there's a few years here that where there was extremely hard, extremely difficult to kind of narrow <laughs> it down to one or two movies, let's say. But 2010, if, there's, if this movie is not on, this, on your list, Mio, Okay, this podcast is getting cancelled. Okay, because I know this one has to be on your list. It's 2010. <laughs> okay. Okay. Take it away. Okay, my 2010. My favorite movie from, from 2010 is it's its Inception. Did you? Yeah. Uh, else? I, nope. I didn't expect anything else. It's on yeah, my list we'll as well. Some, you better put some respect on my name. Exactly. Uh, yeah, go okay. on. Yeah, take, take Inception. It away. What, what can I say about Inception? It's a classic. It's a masterpiece. Arguably, de- arguably. Christopher Nolan's best movie, you know, so original, all-star cast. I didn't have any, I didn't look for any honorable mentions because I saw like, oh, Inception came out 2010. That's going to be on my list. So I don't really have any honorable mentions. Oh, okay. I've got one, but I'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, Inception for me is once again, to touch what, to touch on what you said, an absolute classic, a masterpiece. It's so visionary. I think Christopher Nolan, you could say arguably it is his best movie. Uh, it's well shot. The cinematography is amazing. The all-star so cast. So oh so my good. god, the scenes that there was like the mountain scene, the the mirror scene, uh, the kind of the, the scene where um, Joseph Levitt Gordon. I think, yeah, we keep missing Joseph Gordon Levitt. I think <laughs> Joseph Gordon Levitt yeah. is fighting in, in like the hallways. In like, the hallway as well. So good. Did you see the behind the scenes for that? Yep, of course. And, they uh, made. They actually sorry, made the hallway. Sorry. It's yeah, not a, I know. And they, they actually like, they made the rotating rotating. Whole, yeah. yeah, it was amazing. Um, I actually got the special edition Blu-ray for that, and with the suitcase. So it comes with, it, yeah, it comes with the suitcase. It comes with that little uh, spinny thing. Uh, it's, mate, it's, I've got. I've even got the soundtrack. The soundtrack is amazing. Like Hans Zimmer. It's. Would you goat. say this is your favorite Nolan movie? Ooh, there's two for me, man. There's really two. But for the from the last decade. Oh, I, I would have to say yes. I think from the last decade, I would have to say yes. Obviously, I think lucky for him, uh, The Dark Knight did come out in that particular era. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'd put Dark Knight over it. 
Yeah, but probably, probably the, Memento too. I like Memento a lot. Memento's amazing. Memento is incredible. Like the first time watching that. And it's the same thing with this, like Inception. So to tell you a bit of a story, I watched Inception when I was, was it, was I still in uni? Yeah, I was just in my, finishing off my first year of university uh, in the summer, going away. So me and my, my missus at the time, we decided, you know what, let's go to the cinema. We left, we left confused. We didn't know what the hell was going on. Like it was one of those movies that actually gave me a headache. We're trying to piece together. Oh yeah, the movie was super confusing. It was was super confusing. So I remember watching this Two days later, obviously, I traveled back home for my summer holiday. The first thing I did on my first full day in Lebanon was I went down to the cinema with my uncle to watch this movie again, just to understand what the hell was going on. I watched this movie three times in the space of, let's say, the two weeks during its launch. I think on the third attempt, I actually kind of started understanding what was going on and kind of the whole dream cycle and everything. And when, and you, that's what, that's, when, you, when you finally understand it, it feels so good it's such a good feeling and that's what i love about movies is i love movies where you actually have to think about what's happening you actually have to piece together certain aspects of the movie but once it clicks with with you um there's no better feeling as a a movie can i say i got it i got i got the movie in the first viewing you could say that yeah one take drake (laughs) what about the ending like we can't talk about inception No, no, no without the ending can I say though that Christopher Nolan shouldn't have had um, Ken Watanabe like say like in point exposition in the movie in like a thick Japanese accent? I'm like, I don't know what this guy's saying. Like, I feel like what he's saying is in point right now. <laughs> uh, uh, but no, no, I completely agree with you. Like, there's some some dialogue in that movie. Need was kind of like as you said, I need, I need heavy some titles for that. Yeah, heavy dialect, heavy kind of. Uh, interpretation of a particular accent but like why why are we robbing killian murphy again yeah exactly it's like uh, that scene in general as well i think that's what i found confusing was i was some dialogue was being processed through certain characters and i was like what the, what the hell's going on it reminds me of uh, uh the dark knight rises with uh, uh bane sometimes his accent is jamaican sometimes it's like irish sometimes it's god knows what it is you know what i mean yeah um, but I, I really can't find any flaws with Inception, to be honest. I think we're just, we're going to yeah, start. Yeah, me neither. You'll start just a little nit- nitpicks here and there. Yeah, a few nitpicks here and there. But the scenes and the story, how it blends together, it's just so beautiful. And then the soundtrack, when it kicks in right at the end, and then obviously the ending, it's just, it's so, like, when you watch it at the end, and you're like, We, oh. we could spoil the ending. It's been now 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do, you think, do you think he's in a dream or he's not in a dream? He's or it doesn't matter? It, one, it doesn't matter, but obviously... As a viewer, you're going to start piecing things together. I don't think he's in a dream because he even mentions... Yeah, I don't he think sees, he's in a dream either. When he sees the faces of his uh, kids, obviously he knows he's not in a dream. But that whole suspense from getting off the plane, going through uh, the, the check, security checkout at the airport and the soundtrack kicking in, you actually felt, well, me personally, I felt like I was on the journey with him throughout the, this whole movie. Yeah, I felt so happy for him. Yeah, it felt personal at the end. Uh, it felt like a really good ride and uh, I, I was so happy that he got that happy ending. Uh, those scenes with, uh, I want to call her Miranda Tate from The Dark Knight. What's her name? What's her real name? Oh. The French the French girl. Yeah, she's scary in this movie. She is. So all her su- suicidal tendencies, the scene with the house as well and like in the middle of nowhere. Uh, th- those were pretty cool. Those shots were amazing. And it's just... I, I really can't find anything bad to say about this movie. I really can't. And 
it's one of those movies where, you know, I've been meaning to watch it for quite some time. It's a beautiful movie, man. It's about, what, two hours and a half, something like that. It's a beautiful movie, stunning movie. And I think if I ran through all these movies, this would be probably one of the best movies of the last decade for me, hands down. Ooh, probably for me too. Hands down. Like, no, undoubtedly one of the, uh, one of the best movies for me. And uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, and I don't think we talked about the cast enough, but this movie put Tom Hardy on the map. Like he was real, he was really good in this movie. Oh, it was he was amazing. so I think, like charismatic. He's so good in this movie. Him, I'm a big fan of Cillian Murphy, uh, and yeah, he's good in this too. It's funny how he's always good. Yeah, but it's funny how like Nolan works with the same actors. It's I think it's that that whole mentality. You know, if if it ain't broken, don't fix it. Yeah, exactly. And you have that with certain uh, aspects of life. And I think Nolan does this a lot. Like you see, he's got, what's his name? Michael Caine. I'm really bad with names. Michael Caine. He's got obviously Celia Murphy, Tom Hardy, Jordan. Jordan. What's his name again? Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Let's just call him Gordon-Levitt. The Miranda Tate character. They're in movies throughout, obviously. Uh, Nolan's. I like that you know career. her name as like <laughs> a character, but not in the Dark Knight Rises, not her <laughs> yeah, actual name, but not her actual Dark name. Yeah, so I'm really bad with names. Natalia Go. Yeah, I'm really, really bad with uh, actors' names. Um, but yeah, that's Inception. I think hands down one of the best movies of the last decade, and I don't think any movie comes close to 20, 2010. What was your favorite scene in that movie? Oh, you know what scene? Uh, it have to be the the hotel scene for a start and the snow scene when they're in the mountains. Those two scenes. Yeah, I like. I like my favorite scene was when they're finally, when they're like kicking everyone to wake up and like yeah, yeah. everyone's waking up sim- simultaneously. That's a is good that, scene. Is that the one with the bus drop? Uh, off the bridge. Sorry, the van yeah, dropping probably. off the bridge. Yeah. Yeah, probably. That scene was pretty awesome, but I think um, that guy is playing. Um, Detective Gordon in the new Dark Knight Batman movie. Oh, oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think he is. That's the one. I think yeah, I think you're spot on. I think we mentioned yeah, it in good. the in the last pod, <coughs> in the last podcast. Oh yeah, hands down, it's gonna be good. Um, you said that you did have an honorable mention. I I had one, but I feel like I'll be disrespecting this movie if I. No, no, you can just say it. Yeah, uh, it's a movie I really enjoyed that particular year. There's a, a few movies that I enjoyed, but this one for for some reason I just I don't know why it was up there. Have you seen The Town? With Ben Affleck? Um, no, not yet. I hear that's pretty good, though. It's a good movie. I really enjoyed yeah, that. I ben wouldn't... Affleck, Jeremy Renner. Yeah, I wouldn't put it anywhere near this movie. Like, that particular year, there was a, a lot of kind of uh, movies that went underneath, under the radar. Like, uh, you had... Uh, you've seen Four Lines, but you've seen that recently. You know the, that movie, the English movie? The British movie? Yeah, with the terrorists. That with one's ter- funny. That movie is so funny. Four Lions. Uh, so that movie was pretty cool. And obviously, you had those two superhero movies that came out, Kick-Ass and do, 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 Scott Pilgrim. Those were so, good. Yeah, those, those were good, good, but I wouldn't put them anywhere near, obviously, Inception. No, my own, Inception's my own another tier. My, yeah, like, unbelievably, it's such a great movie. Uh, the Town is my honorable mention for, for that particular year. So those are the two movies. Moving on to... Off to a pretty good start. Hopefully we continue. Hopefully we don't piss off a lot of people. Uh, but I, I doubt this this podcast could be controversial I doubt it because obviously this is all subjective and it's just like movies that we enjoyed um, 
unless a movie pops up and I just call it shit. But hey, shit happens. Uh, 2011. Uh, should I go with mine now? or? Uh, yeah, you can go. Okay. So my favorite movie for 2011, uh, and it, you can kind of say it's a reboot. We've been talking about it, reboots don't work and so forth, but I thought it worked with this particular movie, and it was Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, that's uh, a good choice. I, I really enjoyed that. I, uh, and, uh, Andy Serkis is in this, obviously, as Caesar. Uh, great scenes, great narrative. It was nice to see, let's say, a reboot done correctly in a way. Who was the, the director on this movie? I'll find out. Was it Matt Reeves? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Matt Reeves. Obviously, how can I forget? Because he's the one that's doing the Batman. Uh, so Matt Reeves was obviously directing this. You can say the trilogy started falling off towards the end. And it just, I don't know what the hell was going on. It's just like all out war. But in terms of the narrative and kind of uh, just leading or starting a, a trilogy, I think Rise of, the Planet, Rise of the Planet of the Apes did really, really well to kind of just, let's say, reboot the whole trilogy. Loved it. Loved Caesar. There's a, that particular scene as well in the in the, the, the pet area where the guy, the Harry Potter guy, I don't know his name. You just know him by. Oh, Malfoy. Yeah. Okay. Malfoy, yeah. yeah. So he's in that movie and he's just like spraying water on Caesar and telling him to do shit. And then, then he finally speaks. And then he finally okay. speaks and he's like, dude, this is you stupid monkey. And he's like, no, I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what the hell? And it's like, that scene was pretty awesome. That's and good. it's a shame that they don't really continue with uh, the main characters. James main... Franco? Yeah. James Franco yeah, was in this. in this movie. Yeah, he was. And I just assumed that everybody died. So it was, this is one of my, things that I hate about movies when they kill off, kill characters off screen. So you just assume that obviously this, this disease spreads and of everything that you see in the ending of the, of the movie, you just kind of, they don't really show you what happens. You just assume that it, yeah, shit just happened. People, people took flight. Cause I think it started spreading through uh, James Franco was on his way to, to the airport or something like that. Or no, it wasn't him. Sorry. It was, um, it just leads with another character coughing and then you see his handkerchief. He had blood. And it was at yeah. airport terminal and just kind of the movie, the second movie doesn't really explain anything from the first one. It just kind of just leads on. Um, so he was, he was really, really good in that. There was that uh, Indian lady. She was really good. She was in, wasn't she in that movie that I didn't really enjoy? Slumdog Millionaire or something like that. I think she was in that oh, movie. Oh yeah. Her. Yeah. And you know who I'm talking Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. She was really good. Uh, the cast was decent. Loved it. Narrative was great. A really refreshing tale on the Planet of the Apes um, say storyline uh, not much else to say about this but other than that that was my kind of my favorite favorite movie of, yeah um, uh, what this is called Rise right? shouldn't Rise of the Planet of the Apes come after of Dawn the... of the Planet of the Apes that's kind of confusing yeah it was just like the whole storyline just started getting confusing uh, sorry the whole titles just started getting confusing yeah like, the uh, last one it makes sense war war but, you know, of the planet they should have yeah. done they should have called the first one dawn dawn of the planet of the apes yeah what was the second one called dawn oh the second one was called dawn okay yeah, yeah. Was just, that was pretty good i think that one's a little bit better you reckon yeah I, I enjoyed that man i enjoyed that that was really good i've i'm a big fan of the planet of the apes series like even the old movies so i think that's why i was invested in this movie in particular and that's why i enjoyed it i think if i was not able to say planet of the apes fan i think maybe it was just a decent movie but i really enjoyed it i just enjoyed everything about it did and you watch the the tim burton one that came out in like the 2000s yeah i've seen that one where uh, that one's bad 
yeah, the one with Mark Wahlberg when he goes back. Yeah. Uh, to goes back to Earth and then uh, he sees the the statue of uh, Abraham Lincoln, but it's a it's, a it's, it's an eight. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've, so I've, I've seen all of them. I actually want to buy the whole trilogy box set. It's like pretty much on sale at the moment. It's like seventy five percent off with every single Planet of the Apes uh, movie. So great movie. Would highly recommend it if you have watched. You've seen this movie, haven't you? Yeah, I've seen all three. Oh, amazing! So the whole development of Caesar going through. Like from when he was a first, when when he was a small little monkey, I didn't. I like. I didn't like when they killed him off. Is nah. that a spoiler? Is that a spoiler? Oh yeah, right there. No, you, okay. you, you scared the shit out of me, man. I was like, Caesar dies, and then I remembered. Uh, no, in the third one. In the third one, yeah. Um, they should not kill him off. Nah, but you know what? It's the end of a trilogy, and it's just like, hey, shit happens. He's had his time. He's had his storyline. He's led. I was about to say he's led his people, but he's led his kind. Uh, to the apes to, of people too. Uh, yeah, okay. Let's just say, let's let's say Darwinian evolution, whatever you want to call no, it. <laughs> no, no, I didn't mean like that. I meant like you know, like alien of people. Robots. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, no, I enjoyed it. Caesar was awesome, man. Andy Serkis was incredible, incredible in in this. So um, yeah. You do your one, and should we? Should I do my honorable mention now, or? Um. Yeah, you can do okay. it now. My honorable mention for this, and it's kind of the. Their theme for 2011 was uh, reboots, and mine is X Men First Class. That's a good one. That one, that one was an honorable mention for me too. Oh really? Okay. Uh, I loved it, man. I I really really love this movie. Really Michael, enjoyable. Michael Fassbender oh, is Magneto. He mate, killed it. Mate, oh, I can't I, I can't I can't say, say any, any more, man. He's he's incredible. The whole movie, the whole casting. It's a shame he just kind of I don't know what happened to this to this trilogy. It's yeah, this movie is amazing, incredible. I loved everything about it. I loved the whole refreshing aspect of it. I loved the new narratives. I loved Fast Fastbender, and this was amazing, amazing man. It was just like when I see him. You know what? I think he's an underrated uh, or underappreciated actor. I yeah, think, I don't think he has an Oscar. No, he doesn't. And I feel like he he hardly has misses. And when he does, I don't feel like the the story does or the script has done him any justice but he was great in this man he was absolutely amazing so i don't want to talk too much because it's just an honorable mention but x-men first class is my honorable mention for 2011 loved it loved the whole reboot of the x-men trilogy unfortunately it went downhill from there uh, the second one was good though yeah. i can't remember days what of future past good movie yeah. days of future past a good movie the final one i can't remember the name for the life of me uh dark phoenix was that the final one of the trilogy um they made a fourth Oh wait, wait. Okay, yeah, yeah. Apocalypse, no. Apocalypse was the third. Yeah, yeah. Apocalypse was the third. I've, I've seen that one. Uh, that was uh, <laughs> uh, the second one was awesome. I love the whole time traveling stuff. That uh, that one had good time travel. That one had good time travel. Do you say? Yeah. Yeah, made yeah, a lot of yeah. sense. Yeah, it made Probably a lot better of sense. time travel than Endgame. Yeah, honestly. yeah. I would I would agree with you. Uh, made a lot of sense. Pretty easy to to keep up. And then I don't know what started happening, man. Oscar Isaac, and uh, they, it didn't do him any justice, that role. And then, obviously, you had Dark Phoenix, which I have not seen. And I will not buy that Blu-ray. I am not spending my money on that. But maybe I'm being a bit too harsh. Maybe I'm... No, I hear it. it's pretty bad. Is it really, really bad? I like, hear um, so. I told my brother I might buy Dark Phoenix once it drops. And he just laughed at me. He said, I can't believe you're going to spend your money on that movie. So Exactly. 
I can't. I, I can't spend. Yeah, I can't spend money on that movie. So I'm just gonna wait. Uh, I, uh, there's avenues on the internet to find uh, to watch that particular movie. So I'll probably go down that road. But it's just all about if I really, really want to spend two hours of my time watching a trash X-Men movie. I think they should have just finished it on uh, Logan. To be honest, I know Logan is not part of this this universe, or maybe it is, or whatever. They should have just ended the X-Men universe on Logan and that was it. But yeah. Mm-hmm. That would have been a perfect ending. Yeah, they've been trying so hard to do this whole Dark Phoenix um, storyline we've seen in the original X-Men. Uh, didn't work, it was trash. Uh, we've seen it in this one, trash. Just leave it alone. Just stop trying to force the issue. <laughs> That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to force this amazing storyline from the comics. On two attempts now, it's absolutely failed miserably. Just leave it. Just leave it alone and just move on. And Exactly. Yeah. Uh, your turn. Okay. Um, I'm not gonna lie. 2011 was a rough, rough year for movies. There, there were some good movies that came out here and there. Um, the Harry Potter, the final Harry Potter movie came out, but I'm I'm not too big of a Harry Potter fan. I'm not. I don't know about you. Uh, I've seen the first three. Yeah, um, we're not we're not huge Harry nah. Potter fans. My missus, she loves Harry Potter. She's a big Harry. Okay, Potter Okay, so she, this probably would have been number one for her. Yeah. But um, yeah, just a bunch of good movies, not great movies. So, 2011 was kind of rough, like you said. X Men First Class, good movie. Um, Fast Five, Fast Five is pretty good, yeah. but I wouldn't say it's a great movie. So, Mission Impossible came out in 2011, also. Yeah, not. I like I like Ghost Protocol. It's not one of the best. No, no, it's ones. not. 2011 okay. was a really, really hard year for me. Yeah, movies, it was rough so. for me. Yeah, it was rough. So, I haven't seen Drive. Have you seen Drive? Yes, I've seen it. That probably would have been, I, or I don't know. I haven't seen it, but you know, I hear that's pretty good. But I put Moneyball on here with okay. Brad Pitt. The Brad Pitt pretty, movie, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's about um, he's trying to like turn this baseball franchise around. So he's going, he's going with like a newer method. He's not paying like big time free free agents, like big time players. He's going with cheap, affordable players who have good um, stats and analytics. So you know, it's like. It's it's a good story. It's it's a good feel, good story. It's about how, you know, I like how watching how sports works. Like, yeah, um, is you know, you probably you follow a lot of soccer, football. You do they do kind of the system where they like they they don't really pay. Like for example, like um, Tottenham probably doesn't have the best players in the world, but they're still pretty competitive with like the players they have. So, yes. you know, it kind of it kind of makes I, me root for the underdog. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, just touch on that. Firstly, Tottenham are shit this season. Absolutely shambles. Um, mm. But two... Oh, that's, I was talking about last season. It, yeah. <laughs> last season, we were incredible. We went to a Champions dream League season. final. Uh, dream season, mate. Never, I'm never going to see that again. But I've been lucky enough to work in sports and elite sports. And it's nice to see kind of what happens behind the closed doors. Like, you don't really get a full idea of this just being this a view on the tv you hear news you hear or oh, load management this or injuries this and stuff like that and you oh, see this yeah you see this i was gonna i was gonna take load <laughs> management for this podcast uh, <laughs> i said i did 10 straight podcasts give me load management coach we've done 10 straight podcasts and hopefully yeah we've got load management coming up soon like in a few weeks for oh, the christmas yeah, yeah, for, right. for the christmas break but um as I was saying, so I see a lot of debates on, on Twitter and so forth. My Twitter is mainly for sports and people say, oh, how does this player get injured or this and that and stuff like that? You see it behind the clo- closed doors and it's so hard to explain. But in terms of 
money and stuff like that. We don't go, like my club, we don't go and spend big money on players and stuff like that. It depends on the transfer market. Like we're not a Real Madrid where we could afford to go spend £150 million pounds on a player. It's not happening with, with Spurs, let's say. And um, we have some world-class players, but we're not splashing the cash. And I think that's the issue with certain clubs. And it's we, you can say we've done things correctly in a way where I've been obviously supporting Spurs for my entire life. And we out of the 20 teams in the Premier League, uh, we were always the like bottom half of the group, uh, table. So let's say 11 to 20. And we would lang- languish between, let's say, 15 to, to 10th. And then over the years, as management's changed and so forth, and the, the game has involved with more money, we've, in- we've become a better squad. And I think the last five years have been, let's say, the golden era of Tottenham Hotspur. Unfortunately, we haven't won any trophies to show for that. But if you look at, let's say, clubs like Man- Manchester City or Chelsea, where they've bought in Russian or Arab owners, they've just splashed the cash. We can't do that. Yeah. So. You can say we're underdogs and we've done things correctly, like Leicester City. They're pretty much, I wouldn't say they're a bigger club than us, but they've actually won the league. And they've done this with pretty much hardly any money. And this was kind of one of the shocks of the season. So, mm-hmm. yeah, rooting for the underdogs. I, I think Moneyball sounds like a, an awesome movie. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got Seymour Hoffman in it, RIP. Yeah, RIP. He's a good actor. Brad Pitt's really good in this movie too. Jonah Hill's really good in this movie. Just... Good acting all around this movie. Highly recommended. Um, yeah. If you're a fan of, I, I guess if you're a fan of sports, you know, just like, you like how, because you um, know, I'm not, I'm not even a big baseball fan. I don't really watch baseball. I think it's like a boomer sport. But this was still pretty interesting. Just have you seen seeing how to assemble a team? Have you seen on firstly on Amazon Prime? There's a, um, there's a series. It's uh, I can't remember what it was called now, man. But it follows like football clubs like Juventus oh, all nothing all that's or nothing have you seen that yeah that's pretty good that's pretty yeah. awesome and there was this like um, basketball documentary following a high school I think a high school uh, team in the middle of nowhere and uh, on Netflix it was I think it was called basketball or something like that it's oh. only six episodes and it's like 20 minutes each it's like a really yeah that, that was really good so it's nice I love those sort of movies it reminds me of um, uh, Coach Carter, there's a, another one coming up actually uh, with Ben Affleck. I don't know if you've seen the trailer. Come on with the exact name of it. Um, but Ben Affleck plays a coach for I can't remember which sport it is now. But there's a, is he there's, playing Bruce Wayne? <laughs> that, that's what Bruce Wayne did after he got kicked out of the Justice League. He just went to the sport. <laughs> he just uh, secluded himself. He was scared of getting raped in, in that movie and just just called it quits. But okay, uh, do you have a honorable mention for? No, I, um, spent first class, Fast Five. 2011 oh, yeah. was probably the worst movies for this de- decade. It was, wasn't it? It was just like, like trying to come up with this list. I'm just re- looking back on my um, letterboxed uh, account. I'm just trying to find out what movies I watched in it each particular year. 2011 was poor, man. It was a really, really hmm, yeah, medi- mediocre year. As we'll performance. see in 2012, that's a good year for movies. This was tough. That was an incredible year. That was like for me, my first movie for 2012 wasn't that tough. It was the honorable mention. That was quite hard. Okay. But do you my want fi- uh, to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. So, so I'm so excited. My favorite movie of 2012. And this, if you know me and you know what movie dropped in 2012, this shouldn't come as a surprise to you. 
It's the Dark Knight Rises. And okay, I knew you were going to pick this, so yeah. I, I have an argument ready. Okay, fair enough. Uh, my favorite movie of 2012. Loved it. Loved the trilogy. You could say this is probably the weakest of the trilogy. I think people were so hyped for... Actually, this is, it sounds like I'm defending this, this movie already. Uh, this movie is incredible. I love, I love this movie. The opening scene was incredible. Okay. Uh, opening scene is insane. It's insane. And have you seen the behind the scenes for this? Like it was actually shot. I've seen a little um, bit of it. Yeah. So obviously Nolan loves practical effects. So he actually got a plane in there um, with the fuselage hanging down. And obviously it was, it was an actual scene happening. That was incredible. And the whole, you see, the, the American football uh, stadium being blown up, that actually, well, kind of happened. I and uh, Enjoy that because I hate the Steelers and that was their stadium. That was their stadium, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's Nick's team. <laughs> uh, shout out, Nick. Uh, what else was it? There was um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was in it as well. His scenes were pretty awesome. Just the whole storyline, man. I really, really enjoyed it. And obviously you could argue now, actually, you hit me up with your kind of counter arguments and I'll just kind of, I'll defend it. Okay. Because I feel uh, like I'm about to defend this movie before we've even started, but okay. this movie, say, yeah, go on. Okay. Go ahead. No, no, I was just saying this movie, look, it is the weakest and there's obviously arguments that I agree with. It's obviously not a dark light, but if this was the second movie in the strategy and the dark Knight didn't come out and we had no joke in the dark Knight people will be raving on about that movie, this movie. And I, I believe that highly. Uh, it's just because we had such an epic movie before this, man. An epic movie. Obviously, Joker, we, we don't need to talk about him. But we had Two-Face in that movie. We had uh, an, an all-star cast. We had an amazing storyline. We had a dark, gritty, grounded uh, movie. Amazing soundtrack. Amazing uh, cinematography. It was, it was beautiful. So I think that's why... It, this movie, I think, I think it peaked. I think the the strategy peaked at uh, the Dark Knight, and obviously diminishing returns and all that. People just expected too much, so you set the bar so high up that people obviously expected Nolan to go one further. So yeah. Okay. So. I'm Anyways, gonna, moving I'm gonna on. My, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna do my Stephen A. Smith right now. Okay. Who's? Well. You know, you know, I consider you a brother. You know I love your taste in movies. Yeah. But The Doctor and Rises isn't better than Django Unchained. That's the best movie of 2012. Ooh. Django Unchained. Ooh. You know what, though? One second. I've just had to turn around. Oh, no. I've actually watched Django, Django Unchained. I haven't watched The Hateful Eight. Sorry. Uh, Django Unchained was amazing. It's, a, it's, it's one of Tarantino's it, best. It, it's amazing. There was this particular scene I, I absolutely love. I can't say it because it has the N-word. But it's... Okay. It's, it's amazing. You know what scene? It's when he's on the horse and the thing is like, who's this person on the horse? Yeah. <laughs> that scene was just so funny and it's obviously it had, what's his name? Samuel L. Jackson in it. But Samuel L. Jackson's really good. Everyone's incredible in this movie. Leo movie. should have won an Oscar for this movie. Not, yeah. not The Revenant. Not The Revenant. And there was a few movies before The Revenant or after that he might have, should have won the Oscar for. But um, yeah, yeah. Please continue. <laughs> yeah. Um, that scene where he like, he like, smashes the hammer on the table and his like hands bleeding yep no that's that's that that wasn't supposed to happen he just he kept going with it and yeah yeah I've, I've seen that he just stayed in character that's why he's a good that's why leonardo DiCaprio is awesome man he's, yeah he's absolutely amazing. Jamie, jamie fox is really good in this movie i'm kind of i'm kind of like 
I don't know how to feel about his role because apparently the the script was written for Will Smith, okay. and that's a movie I want to see. Like Will Smith as Django. Okay, that would be so good. But the thing is, you know, Jamie Fox. What do you first of all? What do you think of him as an actor? I think he's pretty good. I think he's decent, right? Like, yeah, I think he's pretty good. Yeah, like um, I remember the first movie I saw of his was. Let me just think of it. It's called. It's the one with um, Tom Cruise in it. Collateral. Yeah. Oh my That's god. Good. That That's was a good, good movie. Yeah. So that was the first Jamie Fox movie I've seen, and then obviously he had, he had uh, Miami Vice with Colin Farrell. That's that underrated. Was, that's underrated. Uh, he's good in it. I haven't seen Jamie Fox in a bad movie. You could probably say Spider Man too. That was uh, awful. That was awful. awful but I don't feel like that's his fault. I thought like it was a script. I don't think it did him any justice. You know what's funny though? Talking about Spider Man too. It's completely off topic. We do this a lot on the podcast. If you're new here, Spider Man two, the villain. Okay, it's the same storyline as the Joker. Both of them are not accepted by society. Yeah, but you see what happens <laughs> when you don't give them time to develop as yeah. a character. Yeah, exactly. You just rush through their story. You just rush like. through it. Yeah. So yeah, I like Jamie Foxx and in Django. I thought you know. I think the movie is what it is, you know. I think, I it's think, it's I, it, yeah, yeah. No, what I'm saying is, it's hard for me to kind of vision that movie with Will Smith in it because I think he, um, Jamie Fox, made that role his, and I think he, he just kind of embedded everything about that particular role. I don't think Will Smith could have done a better job, though, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think Jamie Fox was like ruthless in this movie, and I loved it. Let's I'll, see, t- I'll you tell know, you Will what, Smith- though. Will Smith play like this role with edge and ruthlessness, yeah, because he's never played like a role where he's not like the nice guy, even exactly. when he's playing Deadshot, yeah, he's like a nice guy, yeah, exactly. Uh, I'll tell you what though, so I want to see your defense of, of this particular argument. I think Django Chain could have been half an hour shorter or it, even an I'm hour not, shorter. You got me there, you got me there, yeah, because that movie, what three there. hours and something, mate, it's a long watch that mid. Mid portion of that movie with that guy, like traveling stuff, that was long. That was long. I, I, I'd say you could have shaved 30 minutes off the ending because yep. they have a shootout, he gets captured, then they have a shootout again. Then they have a shootout. So yeah. why don't they just end the movie with a shootout? The shootout um, with um, Samuel Jackson in the house is absolutely funny. It's so good. And it's he has so Tupac funny. playing. Why do you have Tupac playing during the Western? <laughs> <laughs> it works. Like but early on the movie. Rick, they have a Rick Ross song playing. Shout yeah. out Rick Ross. Support the podcast. Oh, Rick Ross, if you're listening to this, please support the podcast. I've had Wingstop uh, the last few weeks and I would love to sponsor. I would love you to sponsor this podcast. Thank you. <laughs> but like, you shouldn't have rap music other than Rick Ross playing in a Western. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, I think this is up there with uh, one of Tarantino's best, best movies, to be honest. The it's dialogue of, is so, so good. It's one of my best movies, though, to be honest. It's one of my favorite movies, actually. And um, I I love it. I it's I I feel bad for not putting it out there, but sorry, I'm I'm loyal to the Dark Knight trilogy. It's my okay. favorite trilogy of all time, and there was no I way I was some, was gonna I include some, that. I got some hot takes on the Dark Knight Rises. Hit me, I'm ready. I got my okay, Pepsi, I got my Pepsi Max here. I'm ready. Okay, first, I want to say Christopher Waltz was amazing in Django. He won another Oscar for that. Amazing, okay. amazing um, actor. Okay, Dark Knight Rises. You ready? I'm ready. Hit me, Mia. Go on. I think it's good. I okay. just don't think it's great. Yep. Um. What's 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 
Batman's story arc in that movie. I feel like his story arc in the movie is that he learns to double jump in like the whole... <laughs> Go on. Like he couldn't make the jump, <laughs> then he has like a vision and now he can like double jump. Like that's his arc in the whole movie. Uh, that's, He's that's, the same character. That's He's funny. like old, bitter. That's funny. That's funny. But... uh no, my my counter to that is, it's it's all in the title, The Dark Knight Rises. He, yeah, the Dark Knight, it should have been called The Dark Knight Learns How to Double Jump. <laughs> no, come on, put some respect on Nolan's name. Come on, don't do this to me, not on the podcast, not in public. How do you get back to Gotham? <laughs> How do you get back to no, Gotham? No, 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 I don't agree with that. Because you know what, everyone, everyone overlooks this. Everyone overlooks this. When, when they show you the first scene in Gotham, and then they turn it back to him, and then obviously back to Gotham, there's clearly... A passage of time that's that's gone past. You've gone from a normal kind of golf, and then when he's back, it's winter. So there is a passage of time, and I'm gonna overlook it because he's fucking Bruce Wayne. That's true. It, it, you know what I mean? That you don't really need to explain. Like let's say he's got his resources. My only gripe on that particular. But didn't scene, he lose all his money though? Yeah, that's that's what I was about to say. You literally a brain emoji. <laughs> he lost all his money. Okay, and two when he's back, and then uh, he goes to Morgan Freeman and uh, uh, Lucius Fox. I need you to get me back in the game. And he goes, do you remember where you parked? And then his bat, his like, whatever he called it, the bat, uh, it's still on top of that building. Like, did they not raid every single building in Gotham? Yeah, did they not yeah. find? Like, that was one of the plot holes for me. Uh, another gripe I had with that movie, which uh, it didn't really take me away from the kind of their experience. But one, Bane's voice sometimes, like the accent, first of all, it would make I was say. Bane, would, I think Bane's massively overrated as a villain. Uh, I think as a villain, yes. But I feel like uh, Nolan's portrayal of Bane in this movie was nice because obviously he took a steroid junkie in say, the comics and anime who, who is hooked up to these like massive pipes, which if, if this was in any other let's say, movie, you just slash those pipes and away you go. But he grounded Bane in such a way where it made you feel like, you know what, he could have worked in that universe. And I like that kind of character development, character aspect of it. But Yeah, it's a nice take. Yeah. Uh, but his accent was shambles. Yeah, I like, couldn't. The first viewing, I, I couldn't understand anything he was saying. Yeah, that was one thing. So the accent and then the, obviously the dialogue tone and the, 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 the volume on that was really low. There was actually people complaining about it after the... Uh, their viewing they were saying they couldn't hear shit and then they were asking like cinemas were asking Nolan to obviously increase certain dialogues send them back a different cut Nolan said this is the movie this is what it is it's, he's supposed to sound like that that was, that was one thing that really annoyed me because there was certain things where you couldn't hear what you were saying so now when I, I yeah when, when I watch yeah. it at home now I have to have subtitles on like, I usually watch movies with subtitles anyway I don't, I don't know if it's just me but um, yeah you had to have subtitles for or Bane's dialogue. It was really hard. His his accent. He would mix between Jamaica, Jamaican, and something else. It was just like like that. Sound like Drake for a second. <laughs> that scene in uh, that scene in when he's that in the underground bunker and he's uh, taking out the the uh, the reactor from the core. It's like pull the core out of the reactor. I was like, <laughs> I was like, what kind of accent is that? It's like, <laughs> it's like, no, no, this is a thermonuclear bomb. It's like. It's like, what, what's happening? It's just like, um, so that scene st- stood out a lot for me. Uh, but that opening shot, man, in the plane, man. Opening chat's pretty good. I'm up. Every time I watch that scene, I'm up. I'm telling you now, like, 
that scene when I was in the cinema watching that, I was I was excited, I was hyped. But I'm gonna tell you one thing, and this is between me, you, and everybody on this podcast. Okay, I have never cried watching a single movie. Okay? Oh yeah, you told me this. I, I, I've told you this. This is in 2012. Okay, so this was a good seven years ago. So I've come a long way since. But that ending scene with um, <coughs> What Jesus Christ, Joseph Levitt, Gordon <laughs> Joseph Levitt, whatever, as uh, as Robin. I like that particular scene, but I think he has no training though. He has He's no training. Yeah. Bruce Wayne literally <laughs> fought with the League of Shadows for like two years. He has good training. I agree. I agree with you on that, but that's not the point I was going to make. So I'm just going to brush that aside. Uh, I'm, I'm going to edit this part out. No, I'm joking. Um, the the scene with um, the nuclear bomb. Where he drops mm-hmm. it and I think and he thinks dies and then I think mate I nearly had tears I thought Batman died <laughs> I had tear running down down my face I was with my brother and my missus I turned to my missus and she's like are you crying I was like yes I, t- <laughs> I had tears I thought Batman died and I was like I was not having it I was upset and then when you when you see that scene at the end and it's one of this kind of Inception esque scene did he die did he not whatever blah blah yeah, blah of course he lived he, he, he set up the cave for Robin yeah and then obviously you've got Gary Oldman as um as Commissioner Gordon doing this whole thing with uh, Joseph saying, uh, we don't know, they, the, the people won't know who saved them. And then he was like, yes, they will. The Batman did. And I was like, that was so emotional, man. I was like, tears. I was like, oh my God. And uh, yeah, that whole scene, that whole, I suppose the, the, the soundtrack as well was amazing. I love that movie. And that was my, the Goat. Uh, amazing. That was my favorite movie of 2012. And yeah, nothing comes, nothing comes close for me. But you know what? I feel bad that I don't have Django on there, but my second favorite movie, or let's say my uh, honorable mention, would be Looper, just because it was Ooh. refreshing. It was something different from what I've seen. Another Joseph Gordon Levitt movie. Yeah, he's got three so far, hasn't he? And I'm gonna I'm gonna stop including his his movies because I can't say his name for the life of me. So another Joseph Gordon Levitt movie, or Gordon Joseph Levitt, whatever. Uh, I really enjoyed Looper. We've talked about it in the underrated episode, episode six. I thought it was an underrated movie. A well, well, a well shot, sorry, movie, refreshing and something different. So I went into this into this film not knowing what the hell was going on. Really enjoyed it. Loved the the cast. Loved Bruce Willis in it. Uh, yeah, that was my honorable mention. I don't I don't really want to talk about honorable mentions too much as I don't want to mm-hmm. take away from. I had my favorite I had movie. Avengers as an honorable mention for me. That came out in 2012, didn't that's it? 2012? Yeah. Yeah. The Avengers came out. But um, quick quick back to um, back to Bane and why I think... No, we've really, moved on. We've moved on. No, 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 no. One more thing. <laughs> go, go I don't think he's that intimidating. Like, Tom no, like yeah, is like 5'8". And that, he's not jacked in this movie. He's like, he's like fat. Like, he's like 25% body fat in this movie. Like... <laughs> And Listen, I think, like, I, 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 agree. I think, I think, I think I could take on Bane. Like, honestly, I think I could take on. Bane. <laughs> Listen, because like, uh, you know how you know Christopher Nolan's a goat because he, yeah, yeah. he used like good angles on Tom Hardy. Because I don't Ob- think he's intimidating. Obviously, Tom Hardy's shorter than uh, Christian Bell, so the, the, by the, a lot. The camera, yeah, the camera. Like, Christian Bell's well. like six two, and Tom well, you, Hardy's like five eight. You remember that that scene where he's in obviously in the in the sewers and the guy brings in Gary Oldman, he goes, you brought him here, he shoots him, Gary Oldman jumps into the sewer, and he goes, show me, show me his body. You know that scene when they first 
pan into him and he's just there hunched over. His back was massive though, man. Nah, he's fat. Okay. He's like, he's like 25 cent body he's, big, he's bigger than Batman, so that's the thing. But yeah. the intimidation parts, I, if- I would have to slightly agree with you there because the, at the end, and like when you, when you find that he's not the mastermind to all this and he wasn't yeah, the he's one. Yeah, he's just a henchman. I was like, and he started crying. I was like, he, when he started crying, I just felt like he was just me in the cinema, to be honest. I was like, this guy is a pussy. He's just like, he's just sitting there. He's not intimidating. Like, if you saw me in the cinema, you'd be like, this guy's not intimidating. Like, why is he crying? It's Batman. Um, but no, I, I agree with you on that aspect. Oh, also, one thing uh, about this movie that I really, really enjoyed was the scenes and the area was shot. Like, when I went to New York, I actually visited those places and it was quite sick. Like, uh, the scene where he fights Batman on, this, on top of the stairs, Oh, one more thing. Why does no one have guns? Why are they like fighting fist in the final scene? Uh, I don't know. It's just one like, of those. The, they like, move. Like, where's, where's all the guns? Yeah. It's just Everyone one of those. I, like, I don't know. I'm going to use that fist. I have no counter argument to that. I have no idea. Maybe, maybe supplies run out. I don't know. God knows. I have no idea. I'm just going to defend this movie. But um, yeah, that scene at the end where it was shot on the stock exchange. Uh, I love that. Oh, the stock exchange scene was pretty cool. You know when Batman first makes an appearance? With the mopeds? Yeah, that was pretty sick. Um, Wayne Tower is obviously Trump Tower. So I, I saw that. The scene, the fine. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Don't the, ruin this movie more for me. The final scene Don't when. this movie more for me. The final scene where Miranda takes there is like, it's the slow dagger that hurts or whatever. When he's inside that building, I, I, went, I, actually, I actually went inside. That was pretty cool. This movie is cancelled. No, this movie's not cancelled, but the fa- the best scene, man, one of the best scenes <laughs> when he grabs him. I literally, I was just like, I was screaming in the cinema like a girl. When he grabs him, he was like, "Tell me where the detonator is, and then you have my permission <laughs> to die." I was like, "That's my that goat." That, that was, was a sick good. scene, yeah. So I love that. But yeah, Dark Knight Rises for me, twenty twelve, and uh, he fixes his back with like a rope, like yeah, I don't get no. But the thing is, he had like the- six dislocated discs in his back. Yeah, but look, if, if you could have done this, why couldn't Harris get this treatment? Like, I was he about, uh, brain emoji, I was about to do the exactly say the exact same thing. Uh, RIP Harris. Uh, okay, yeah, Lupo was my honorable mention for 2012, and Dark Knight Rise was my favorite movie for 2012. Okay, same. Um, it was Django, honorable mentions, Dark Knight Rises, Avengers, Lupo. Fair enough. Uh, 2013, do you want to do 2013 first? Yeah, I'd do 2013. Um, another rough year for movies. Not that many great movies came out this year. So I went with two movies, but I decided one movie I think is better. The other movie I found more enjoyable. So I went with a more more enjoyable movie. So the more enjoyable movie is Her, but with Joaquin Phoenix. Ooh, yeah. Good movie, good movie. Directed okay. by Spike Jones. Spike Jones, great director. He's directed a lot of good music videos. He had like a good Where the Wild Things Are adaptation, but um, you know, the simple movie. Guy falls in love with his um, smartphone's AI. The AI's voice happens to be Scarlett Johansson. I think we've talked about this movie. We've before. talked about this, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's simple premise, kind of weird premise, but it's gotten weirder with The Shape of Water. Yeah, I, I enjoy this movie. Joaquin Phoenix, one of the best actors of our generation. Yep. I can't say enough good things about him. I thought, one, he played this role perfectly. Perfectly. Uh, I def- like, you know, you get a few movies here and there, and you can see, let's say, the role being changed, and you can see another actor playing that particular role. But with 
with this particular role. I, I can't see anybody else f- fulfilling it. I was just like, huh, this is this is his role. Like like we said, Michael Fassbender as um, Magneto in X Men First Class. Same with Iron Man and uh, Robert Downey Jr. Those roles that you just you look at them, you go, I don't see anybody else playing those roles. And it's the same with um, Working Phoenix. Uh, you know what? I see this movie all the time, and I've seen it. Would you class this movie as underrated? Because it's a weird movie. I think it's a. Yeah, neat, I, I would I'd class it as a niche movie. movie. I don't I'd think a lot of people would. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people would appreciate this movie. It's really because it's like, how can you fall in love with the AI? But like, if you watch the movie, you can see why. Yeah, well, my AI is Indian. Uh, I'm not falling in love with him anytime. Listen to this. Hey oh. Siri. Mm-hmm. What's the weather like? It's currently cloudy and eight degrees in London. Expect mostly cloudy skies <laughs> starting tonight. Like Temperatures are heading down from a. Oh, he's still talking. Uh, my Siri is called Harris, so uh, oh, that's why. R.I.P. So uh, yeah, it, I thought it was a niche movie. I really enjoyed it. It was really slow, but. Uh, once again, I like these refreshing movies. I like when directors take take risks. I like when they do something different, not along with the norm, uh, a different storyline. Yeah, I would, I would agree with you on this one, to be honest. But obviously, I've got different... Uh, I got to say, though, yeah. awkward, awkward sexy in the movie. Yeah, it I, is. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a tough That was a tough watch. Tough watch, yeah. It's an, it's a I, really, really I almost awkward. kicked it off just because of that. Ah. I was like, if... If the rest of the movie is perfect, but this yeah. scene is awful, should I yeah. include it? Or should I just include it? No, it's, I, th- I think this movie needs to be seen, to be honest with you. Uh, it's a great movie. Really, really enjoyed it. And it's, it's weird because obviously with the advent of technology and how technology is kind of improving and technology is involved in everything we do nowadays. It's kind of, where is the future going? I'm not saying we're going to go start banging our robots or whatever, but you know what this reminds me of? It reminds right. me of a video game. Um, have you seen... Oh, you haven't seen it, actually. Sorry, have you played it? I know you haven't played it because it's a PlayStation exclusive. I would highly recommend you pick it up once you pick up your PlayStation. Detroit Become Human? Uh, no, no, I haven't. It's, it has the same vibes to it. And it yeah. has the same vibes as... This movie has the same vibes as Ex Machina? Ex, whatever it's called. That's pretty good. Yeah. I like it. Same vibes, to be honest, where it's all about kind of Falling in love with yeah, them. yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's a good movie. I'll, yeah, I think this is a good, good call. What's your honorable mention then for this? this oh, year? Um, honorable mention was Twelve Years a Slave. Ooh, I think that was wow. really good, but it's just so depressing. Like, uh, I, 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 it's a good movie, but it's so sad and like, it's, like I didn't enjoy watching it because it's just like so depressing. Like Michael Fassman in this movie, he's incredible as like. Like a racist, like slave owner. Like, uh, I, I, I'm like Michael Fassbender. Like, calm down. Like, yeah. he was like, he was so good in this movie. Is his yeah. role similar to uh, Leo's? No, similar to Gran Torino. Do, 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 oh do, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like ten times more racist. Oh really? Jesus. Yeah. Wow. What was this? Oh, yeah. We've got mentioned Liam Neeson's in Dark Knight Rises. Shout Liam Neeson. <laughs> yeah, I forgot he was in the Dark Knight Rises, wasn't he? Yeah, but he yeah, was for like ten seconds. Ten seconds, and that was it. Um, you saying twenty thirteen was a really hit and miss year for movies? Yeah, because I don't, I don't think her is that great. I think it's good. Yeah, it was my number one. 
Well, yeah, without, with, yeah, without diving too much into my number one, first of all, I thought 2013 was an okay year. You had hers, sorry, her, Dallas Buyers Club. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, that's okay. That was that. Prisoners also came out. You obviously had 12 Years as a Slave. Uh, oh, yeah. Gravi- okay. Gravity, obviously. One more, yeah. One more thing about her. Their relationship ends because he has to update his iOS. Yeah. <laughs> but that's funny. Like, how many, t- like, <laughs> listen, no, honestly, listen to this. So we have an iPad mini here in the house that we just gave to the little one so she could watch YouTube kids on it. So that device was working perfectly fine until we had to update the iOS. So once we update the iOS, or sorry, once we refused to update the iOS or we, whatever, the app stopped working and you couldn't use the apps because you had to use the latest iOS and that iOS wasn't available for that particular iPad mini. So what happens is, our relationship with tech with that particular device is over now. Like we can't use it. So it's a kind of nice, you know, yeah, that's correlation. Good, good be- yeah. Nice correlation between the movie and what's happening in real life. Like for example, we've got, let's say an iPhone 10 or whatever. We might have that for five, six years. But once the iOS becomes obsolete on that device, like you see that with Apple all the time and every other company, once they stop, um, supporting a particular device or they cut servers on a particular video game that's it your relationship with that particular thing is over so it's kind of a nice touch in that movie um as i was saying yeah so you had oh also before i i continue because i wrote this down i like um what's his name ryan gosling and this was one of my most anticipated movies of 2013 uh but this movie was absolutely trash and me being the mad titan and all that. If anyone likes this movie, yeah, it's it's a trash movie. It, have you seen Only God Forgives? No. Do not watch it. There you go. Okay. Absolute trash. Anyone likes that movie? I don't remember that movie, but not really. Anybody likes that movie? Get this person out of here, fam. Because that movie was awful. Um, yeah, so you had, yeah, you had 2013 was a pretty... Poor year, but you had Rush. I'm, I'm a big motorsports fan. That was pretty cool. You had uh, yeah, Rush was pretty good. Have you seen it? Yeah, with yeah, Chris Hemsworth. Yep, Captain Phillips also came out. Snowpiercer came out. Yeah, so it was it was an okay year. It was it wasn't nothing amazing. Did Snowpiercer come out this year? Yeah, Snowpiercer came out in 2013. Okay, that should have been my. Okay, yeah. too late now. Too late. Uh, my number one movie for th- that particular year. We've talked about it. I can't believe it. This guy's got a movie on this list. I'm giving him no credit whatsoever for it. My favorite movie of 2013 was Man of Steel. Okay. This uh, is surprising. I know okay. you like this movie, but... I really enjoyed this movie. 2013? That's my favorite. Yeah, I did really watch a lot of movies in 2013. It was... Um, as soon as I finished, obviously, uni in 2012. So 2013, all I was doing was pretty much... I, I think I was... Yeah, I was working at Apple at that time. And the pay was amazing. And I was obviously saving up to get our own place and then obviously get married. So all I was doing in that particular time was just working full time. So I would have Saturday and I believe a Wednesday off. My missus was also in, in Apple at that time. So finding time to watch movies together was kind of really, really hard. 2013 was a really slow year for me in movies. Like half of the movies that came out, I, I did watch. The two movies that I did stood out to me and it was... Man of Steel as my favorite, and then my honorable mention is Wolf of Wall Street. Did uh, that come out this year? That came out. Came out. No, it oh. came out in 2013. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So those were my two movies of that particular year. Man of Steel, I absolutely loved. Uh, like, there's a lot 
there's so many better movies that came out in 2013 but I just unfortunately as we said I didn't have the time to watch as many movies as I do now or whatever uh, but Man of Steel I absolutely loved and I watched that twice I believe once in IMAX um, oh yeah I watched it in IMAX the first uh, viewing loved it so much uh, to be honest I think the reason I watched it the second time wasn't because I really enjoyed it that much it was because IMAX sometimes is really hit and miss to be honest with you mm-hmm. and I did really like my seats and I did really like the viewing angle that I had so I wanted to go watch it again a bit more toned down the experience than just a normal theatre where the audio is not blasting at you at full effect and the screen's like at a distance and you're not being blinded uh, I enjoyed this movie more the second time but I still have my gripes with it man I like I loved the first half of the movie, movie written and done by uh, Nolan and uh, uh, David, is it David Escoya? Yeah, David Escoya. Yeah. Uh, where the story of the first half was really narrative dri- driven. Um, you could say it was dark and gr- I would just, sorry, I wouldn't say it was dark, but you could kind of say it was um, depressing in a sense. Nothing really happens. But I like that whole, you know, okay, we're going to reboot Superman. We're going to take him and we're going to put him in a grand, kind of essentially a semi grounded universe. Where he looks, he comes across as a normal human until being. Until the movie turns into a Dragon Ball Z. Until fight. the fucking movie turns into a Dragon Ball Z episode. Like, not even a Dragon Ball Z episode, a Dragon Ball Z season. Like, Snyder just went all out. And Snyder yeah. has a tendency to kill off villains. Like, he killed off uh, Blimming um, Zod, General Zod. It's too early, man. What is, what's he doing? And he made Superman kill him where Superman doesn't kill and blah, 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 all that nonsense. It's like, I just calm down, man. And he's just like, completely annihilated like the, the city of metropolis like what are you doing man so he he went he went 9-11 on he went 9-11 on metropolis like, like it was like it was like okay like we get what you're doing bro like like, like calm down like, dude, this is too much this is too much man like calm down and he got he he got the keys to direct this movie off uh, sucker punch and i'm not even gonna start with that movie but i enjoy man of steel for what it was I still believe it's the best DC movie to the state. Like everything else has been pretty. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it was do you like, do you like Henry Cavill as Superman? I, I think he's pretty good. I think he's okay. He's good, man. I think he's okay. I think he's good. I think he suits the role. I think his yeah, structure, yeah. I've, I've, you know what it is though? I think, I think it's mild or more. Yes. Yes. I agree with you there, but I just don't feel like the, the script really does him any justice, man. I really don't. And like, you know what? You know what scene kind of throws me off as him playing Superman? Go on. Is this in this movie so, or a different movie? Yeah. When okay, he's yeah. fighting General Zod, yep. they're in like Metropolis. General yep. Zod throws like an oil truck at him. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he just like dodges out of the way and like a whole building goes down. Yeah, that and was like, in uh, that's Smallville. That's yeah, like, when, when they first like, survived. Like, you couldn't just like catch that. Like you just like let a thousand people die. At least a thousand people die. Yeah, that, that, I think that was scene. That scene was in the kind of the opening where he, they arrived to Smallville. And uh, yeah, he just throws this like uh, oil tank at him. Or maybe it was actually no. I think you're right. It was right at the end. Yeah, because he, he just like, he just slowly jumps over levitates it. out. Of yeah, the way. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. Um, yeah, it, Snyder. What can you say? About oh yeah, that? wait. My favorite scene in this movie is when um, he finally escapes. I mean, Lois Lane helps him escape the. I, I know where this is going. Yeah, and he like he says goodbye to um his yeah, dad yeah. i know where you're going i know where you're going out of space there's like sun he's like absorbing the sun yeah. he like looks at the earth and he's like flies yep. incredible scene incredible beautiful scene incredible. Uh, that, that reminds me of the scene where um he's with uh what's what's his dad's name what's the actor's name 
Which so, which dad? He had two dads in this. The, the 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 his original dad, the OG. What's the what's the guy's name? Russell Crowe. Yes, that's the one. Man, I'm so his bad with names. Trash. His yeah, yeah. I, He's huge. like, oh yeah, don't save this bus full of kids. Yeah, Hydra like, identity. I'm like, what? What are you doing? Yeah, I was just stupid. Um. By the way, Russell Crowe. That scene in the sh- in the ship where he smashes it. He goes, look, you could be whatever you want essentially to these people, savior, whatever. He and had then, some good dialogue. Yeah, beautiful dialogue. And um, when he just hovers up, when he kind of levitates out of the ship, turns around and just goes, <laughs> I love that scene. Okay. Um, Russell Crowe had some amazing opening scenes. Like uh, when, when the whole planet is coming, when it's pretty much being destroyed mm-hmm. and, and this computer's talking to him and it's like, uh, we, we don't give a shit no more. The planet's being blown to bits, whatever. That scene was pretty cool. The fighting scene with General Zod, uh, that scene with General Zod and like, you know, those flying dildos, that was like, what the hell is that? Do you remember oh, that yeah. scene? I was like, I've seen the, the animation, animated uh, aspect of that movie and it was, the cartoons were pretty cool, but it still has flying dildos in it. So whoever went to the source material, good on you, but come on, at least change it up a bit. Um, the lady oh, with, with the lady with General Zod was awesome. I liked her. He's role. really good. They yeah. cut her off too soon. They killed her off too soon as well. Doing? Like, what, what are you doing? doing? But one of my favorite scenes in that movie was when he actually continuing from that scene with Russell Crowe when he makes his way back down to Earth because he saves Lewis Lane. And then in kind of the same time, General Zod has got his mother and then he hears that and he flies and he goes, you dare threaten my mother. He's just punching him. I like that scene. That was pretty cool. Um, But yeah, Man of Steel was my favorite movie of 2013. My my honorable mention goes to Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, Solid choice. Solid choice. Yeah, Wolf of Wall Street was awesome, man. I really enjoyed that movie. It was so funny. It was just like so many memes out of there, so many awesome scenes. The one with Matthew McConaughey and this and the thing was like, boo, boo, boo. <laughs> that, that was pretty awesome. And then the the one where he's just like, I guess I'll tell you, I'm not fucking going anywhere. It's just like I love that scene. That was pretty cool. That's a meme now. And I was like, That's scene funny. where he takes too many quaaludes and he's yep, and he's like, falling to his car. <laughs> that was pretty cool. He's like, the he one of the one that asked for that. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. And the one of the money where the cops come, uh, the detectives, and then he's just throwing money out off the boat. That was pretty sick. Uh, yeah, that's my honorable mention for 2014. Okay, do you want me to go 2014? Yeah, you do 2014. Okay, 2014, a great, great year for movies. This was probably the toughest. I don't know yeah. about you. Yeah, 100%. 100%. 100%. Okay. Some really good movies came out this year. Uh, Birdman came out this year. I love Birdman. I think um, Michael Keane was really good on it. Whiplash is amazing. I think yep. Whiplash... I should... Yeah, Whiplash, amazing movie. Yep. Um, Grand Budapest Hotel, like one of my favorite um, Wes Anderson movies. So funny, so so charming, so like eccentric. I, I should have picked that as my number one, but... I gotta go, John Wick. John Wick, absolute Ooh, classic. Yeah, absolute classic. Classic. It, it started it all, you know. Can it, it revived Keanu Reeves' career? It started the John Wick franchise. One of the best action movies of all time. One of the best shootout scenes. I I, I have to go, John Wick. That's a good call. That's actually a good call because that year was pretty solid, you know, man. It was yeah. a solid, like, amazing year. Like, if you. Like, as you said, you touched on Birdman came out. I'm not going to give away my, my movie choice, but Birdman came there. Whiplash came out. Edge of Tomorrow also came out. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes came out. 
you had the Lego movies, depending on where you sit on the fence. Those are pretty funny. American Sniper was decent. Interstellar, Gone Girl, Godzilla. Uh, amazing movies. X-Men Days of Future Past came out. 22 Jump Street. That, that movie is fucking hilarious. So funny. Depending on where you are in the world as well. Snowpiercer came out in 2013. I think, I think you're right. It came out 2012 in America and then us here, whatever. It's like just depending where you are in the world. Uh, Big Hero 6 came out. Uh, I, actually, I actually watched that yesterday. Well, I'm halfway through it. What do you think of that? I'm enjoying it so far, man. I'm, yeah. enjoy, I'm enjoying it so far. There's a Kingdom Hearts level in the third one. It was quite good. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Robocop, the reboot, even though it's not the greatest movie, I enjoyed that movie. Need for Speed, we had that as an underrated movie. Captain America, The Winter Soldier is, came out. Equalizer, Fury, Nonstop, Liam Neeson, <laughs> Bad Neighbors. Yeah, there was some decent, and as you said, John Wick, there was, that year was solid, man. It was an absolute solid year for a movie. Are you, are you continuing or shall I? Oh, I thought you, I thought oh. you were listening, Nate. I, okay, my bad. Oh, no, I, I finished. <laughs> okay. Um, this was really tough because I, I really wanted to give it to Grand Budapest Hotel. I really love that movie. I think it's so charming, but, you know, John Wick's a classic. Like, it's going to be remembered as a classic. It's going to probably be remembered as, like, the essential action movies of yep. the 2000s. It reminds me of... um. The Matrix. Yeah, yeah, it reminds me of The Matrix. Well, The Matrix is kind of uh, essential uh, movie. Yeah, I, I, yeah. yeah, definitely. I went with the... I, I, I probably went with the iconic choice because, you know, these movies have been iconic now. Um, so long, I, man. It's crazy. Like, it only feels like it came out this, like yesterday. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's, like, so simple, but it was, like, so original, too. Like, I hadn't really seen this kind of action in this, you know, genre before. It's, like... Yeah. Close range, not a lot of camera shots. I mean, camera cuts. It's yep. just like one focused camera. You just you watch piano leaves do work. You just see them, you know, do like. I think they describe it as gung fu. <laughs> but you know, it's just the first time I watched it, I'm like, oh, oh my god, yeah, like he's getting so many headshots. Man, the the body count just tallies up throughout the whole trilogy. Yeah, Number three was just incredible, man. Uh, yeah. What's your What's your honorable mention then for for that particular year? Um, Grand Budapest Hotel. Okay, okay, fair enough. Uh, 2014, as I said, a mega year for movies. Uh, you know me, I'm a massive Jake Gyllenhaal fan, and I had to go with Nightcrawler. Ooh, I hear that, this one's really good. Have you not seen this I movie? Yeah, uh, you, you should put this on. Listen, slap up on some uh, Joker makeup on him. Boom, you got a Joker movie. <laughs> Pretty much, uh, it's a really good movie, man. I would highly recommend you watch this. Love this movie. It, the thing with this movie is I went in not knowing what to expect and it took me by surprise. I think that's one of the... Uh, these two movies on my list actually took me by surprise and that's one thing with movies. If they take me by surprise and I don't really anticipate them or wasn't expecting much from them from the first place, I kind of enjoy them a lot more. So with Nightcrawler, I absolutely loved it. His role is so dark and, and it's... Mate, it's actually quite scary at times. Like, it shows you how he just, he started off as this modest guy and this cool guy, but I don't want to give the story away or spoil it for, what's, for you. What's kind of like the... The, the premise is this guy is, he's desperate for work, essentially. He's got no money and so forth. So he just picks up a camera and starts working in the world of uh, journalism, but crime journalism. Oh, okay. And then it's just kind of the lines between 
is he just an observer or a participant of a, the crime that's being carried out starts merging and then you just kind of see his uh, evolution from this character where nice honest humble cool cool guy and he just becomes part of this horrific underworld let's say uh of crime journalism and just like he has no let's say uh moral or ethic code of what's happening anymore it's just all he sees is the money he starts growing starts becoming this kind of uh journalistic uh <laughs> let's say kingpin let's say uh yeah it's a really good movie i would i would highly recommend it so that was my favorite movie of 2014 really enjoyed it loved it uh it's got jake and hall bill paxton it, does it have anyone else yeah uh, jake Gyllenhaal, hall uh bill paxton and oh, riz, riz ahmed the one from uh venom he's not the greatest actor i'm not really a big fan of him really i like i liked him in but, rogue one it, yeah in rogue one he was he's awesome and, alliance too and yeah it, um, that was the one that kick-started his career and um and then obviously in this movie my honorable mention for for 2014 and once again it's a movie that i had no idea what to expect and i absolutely loved it it was guardians of the galaxy oh that's a good choice yeah it was just like you know i i didn't watch any trailers for this i wasn't really too sure about the law of the guardians of the galaxy i've never read a comic about them i just thought you know this was kind of i when i first heard about it i thought you know what marvel just diving off and just kind of creating this maybe spin-off series or whatever nothing to do with the mcu uh but I went in and I just, after this movie, me and my missus were like, that was actually a good movie. We actually had Did you a know good... who the Guardians of the Galaxy were before? No, no idea. Nothing. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, and I absolutely loved it. I loved, I think what I loved the most was the fact that if you look at the tone of the movies before it, this was kind of fun and charming and just kind of had its own vibe and the soundtrack, man, it was beautiful. Yeah, it had its own vibe compared to the other MCU movies that came before it. And it was just kind of different, man. And I really enjoyed it. So those are my two movies for 2014. But to be honest, I could have easily put Edge of Tomorrow as an honorable mention, Dawn of the Planet yeah, of the Apes. John Wick, I knew you, you were going to put it on there. Really? Uh, yeah, I had the feeling you'd, you'd put John Wick on there. Uh, the thing with me was I was thinking to myself, which John Wick is Mia going to go for? That was that was the question I was asking myself. Oh, so okay. I knew you had yeah, a job. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Uh, 2015. Uh, I'll start then with 2015. Good year for movies. Another good year for movies. I don't know what it is about movies. There was like kind of a from from start of the list, good rise and then a, a dip. I don't know what happened, but between movies between those particular years, and then we've just seen a great increase of good quality movies. Another solid year for movies. Um, there's one particular movie on that I really want to watch. It's still on my watch list. It's Mad Max. I haven't watched that, but that came out in that particular year. You, didn't, you haven't watched Fury Road yet? No. Oh I bought, my Lord. You oh saw my, my post. That's me. Oh I, have, I have this tendency to buy movies and they stack up. I actually need to do a what's on my watch list movie post because I've got so many movies on my watch list. I never get around, get, never get time to watch them and uh, I just buy movies and just stack them up. I always buy movies and go, you know what? I'm going to watch this movie tonight and I never get around to doing it. But Mad Max came out that particular year. Uh, obviously, The Revenant, I think, is an overrated movie. Uh, Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible Rogue, Rogue Nation That's a came good out. One. Yeah. That's another good one. Creed came out. The Hateful Ooh, Eight. Another good one. The Hateful <laughs> Eight came out, but that's on my watch list. Uh, yeah, so my movie, though, for this particular year and is... 
The Martian. Have you seen it? Oh, that's on my honorable man. Is it? That's a good movie, man. That's I a mean, great movie. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I wasn't too sure about the ending, um, but I think that's what kept me in suspense. Like, are they going to do this? Are they going to? Uh, we could spoil it because I'm yeah, sure. he, yeah. He, he, he gets home. He gets home. Uh, is he going to make it home? And then I, I kind of love- knew he was going to make it home, and I still cheered when he got rescued. Really? Like, I was thinking, this is too, this is too far-fetched for him to make it home. And I was just like, is he going to go that far? Is he, gonna, is he actually going to make it? But what I loved was, okay, they started designing this plan around getting him home, and obviously you had the ups and downs. But the whole survival aspect of this movie, I loved, man. I loved, he, like... He's playing Death Stranding on Mars. He's, he's pretty, pretty... Yeah, pretty much. And um, actually, have you seen... Uh, have you played State of Decay? No, no, no. I want to so, play that. Yeah, it's kind of the same survival aspects of that without, obviously, the zombies. It's uh, on Game Pass, right? Exactly. I might play it. It's a really, really great game. Um, so, yeah, this whole survival aspect of him, that was really I good. I play man. one or two. Oh, just pay two. Just okay. pay two. I, yeah, just pay two. Um, that whole survival aspect, him bearing potato in his own shit to obviously feed himself. But not just that, just kind of him as a personality, him being in isolation, what that does to human being mentally like uh try sitting at home for like a day or two without going out mate i'll go i'll go crazy so this guy has no links to the social world no one to talk to okay he starts talking to himself he starts losing it he starts going through these he starts planning on how to get things together uh, there's certain aspects or certain parts that he needs that are on the other side of mars because obviously there's been a mars mission before him so his journey from A to B, it's pretty much death stranding in space, let's say. Uh, things go to shit at times. When he finally escapes, like, the ship that he's... Oh, mate, it's a really, really good movie. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, this was a good choice by you. Thank you. Uh, directed also by... cast, too. Yeah, directed by uh, Ridley Scott. It's got, obviously, Matt Damon in it. Matt Damon. Uh, Jessica Chastain in it. Who... Jeff Goldblum. Yep. Um, uh, that... She, the guy whose name we always struggle with. Uh, which guy? Um, who played Mordo in Doctor Strange? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Check we got some. Yeah, 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 yeah. The one that uh, is in Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I keep butchering his name. Um, yeah, a great movie. Really loved this movie. Uh, everything about it was good. I can't. You could maybe. I think. I think it's flawless. You reckon? Yeah, I can't. I don't. I think some people think it's boring, but it's like you know, like I enjoy like movies where people are just trying to survive. I like those movies. And as I was, as I was about to say, the only thing I could maybe, I think I'm gonna start nitpicking. Is this kind of the whole story of him getting back to Earth? Like, does that really happen, or can that really like? I know obviously it's just a movie, but that's the only thing I could really uh, pick on this movie. But other than that, I loved everything about it, especially the whole part with. Um, and they're trying to uh, communicate with him. And he's obviously set up this whole uh, Morse code thingy, or actually the alphabet. And then they've got the camera panning. Uh, that scene was pretty cool, man. I really enjoyed that. Like, yeah, Matt Damon was actually good in this movie. Like, oh, Yeah, he's incredible in this movie. Yeah, He's like really funny and like, like his narrations were really good. I don't, like before this movie, I don't think Matt Damon is a good lead in movies. Like sometimes he's... Really? He, Jason uh, Bourne? Jason Bourne, he was good. I was about to say he's good in that one. But um, actually, I take that back. I actually take that back. Sorry. I take that back to people of the podcast. Because um, then I just realized I had the adjustment view on this list. On uh, my, oh, yeah. On, you so right. I had to take that back. 
because I know Niv might be listening to this and then he'll, you know, um, <laughs> pick on pick on me. But uh, other than that, you know, it's a good movie. My uh, honorable mention was uh, it's it's the first type on this list. It's a animated movie, Inside Out. Have you seen this movie? Oh my lord, that's my pick. How is that you your know? pick? Yeah, that is okay, so. We'll we'll talk about that. Okay, later. go on, go on. Okay. But uh, one more thing. Best scene in The Martian is when um, Donald Glover is in it and he brings oh, yeah, up the yeah, fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Called the Council of Elvon. Yep. And Sean Bean's in the scene. <laughs> like, Sean Bean was in the Council of Elvon. Yeah. So good. So, go, anyways. Go, go on. And, uh, yeah, yeah, go on. Do your thing. I was about to say, and Sean Bean okay. doesn't die. Okay. He doesn't die in the movie. Yeah, oh, that, yeah. That's, that's the first movie he doesn't die <laughs> He, I didn't stay for the post credits. So maybe he like dies in the post credits. No, no, no way. Let's go. Yeah, Inside Out. Listen, you know my family invited me to see Inside Out. I was like, oh, I'll see it. So it's like a Pixar movie. I didn't know it was gonna be emotional. You can't go wrong with Pixar movies. Ah, the okay. So I cried like six times this movie. <laughs> the first time I cried was during like the Pixar short before the movie even started. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You... It's about two volcanoes. One's like sinking, one's rising. And I'm like, oh my, oh my God. Like, wh- why is this so sad? Like, Listen, that this is me... awful. Now I remember where I've seen like, it. Listen, well, you, know, like Dis- you know on Disney Plus, you know all those animated shorts from before uh, Pixar movies? You know you can see them on Disney Plus. You remember the one Ooh. with the... The one with the Chinese lady who, who makes those uh, uh, dumplings. Do you remember that? Which one? There's one with the dumplings where she makes her dumplings and the dumplings actually talk to her or something like that. Oh, I haven't seen that one. I can't remember what movie that's. But anyways, it's on this. I'll, I'll link it to you afterwards. But yeah, off topic, you can watch um, all the shorts from uh, Disney movies. Yeah, I'm going to go watch that. Continue. Yeah. The volcano one was absolutely devastating. It has a happy ending, but for for a minute there, I thought it was it was like awful. But um, yeah, Inside Out, so emotional. It's like I took like a psychology class before this movie came out, and like this movie is like surprisingly accurate of like how the how like the brain works. Yeah, like how it has like different like dopamine, like melatonin, and like like the anger, happy, sadness. Like it really understands like the themes like the whole movie like she's trying to not to be sad she's trying to like block it out but like it's sometimes good to be sad and sometimes good to cry and that's when like i i really cried i'm like oh my god this is so true i don't know what i was going through then but like (laughs) the movie is like made for me like it was pathetic like all the kids were like laughing and like happy and i was like crying throughout it's one of those movies now when i watch it it's like it has a deeper meaning to it now exactly uh my favorite character was the sadness i don't know there was something about sadness yeah yeah, exactly she's so good so and uh when angry when anger or angry came on that was was funny and then yeah the scenes when they're like going inside like other people's minds that was good too and obviously it was telling a story in in the background obviously the kid uh uh, they moved home. Yeah, they moved homes. It's quite sad because, yeah, it's just uh, you just feel like as a kid you're like, ah, oh, poor kid and stuff like that, and you you kind of go through these these let's say emotions as as a kid. Like you you move to a new school, you're not too sure who you can talk to. You 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 struggle to make friends. You've moved to a new house, you know, all that kind of stuff. And like, I I kind of uh, 
uh, what's that word I'm looking for? Associate? Well, not associated. What's that word? There's a word I'm, I'm having a brain fart at the moment. Uh, but yeah, relate. I could relate to to that movie. As a kid, it's yeah. like we, we moved schools. We were in a nice, well, not a nice area, but we were just like, we were comfortable. And then we moved to a different school. And I was like, oh, who am I going to talk to? And I remember my first day at school was kind of really, really awkward and weird. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that, this movie really hit home for me. And I think that's one of the reasons why I enjoyed it. Now watching it, I'm just like, it's, they made, I, I don't know, is it, would you say they made kind of a, a mental health movie, but in a kind of a oh, fun, yeah, char- fun and charming way, you know, getting people, you know, to rather than just, hey, this is mental health, this is that, like, for example, the Joker movie, uh, blasting out sad stuff or bad stuff and going, okay, look, if you've got mental health, go and talk to somebody, but in a really severe way. But with Inside Out, they kind of made it really nice and fun and cheerful. Go, look, you know, it's nice, it's good to let things out, it's good to talk to people and so forth. And they had a really nice and charming way about it. So I think that was one of the reasons why I really, really enjoyed this movie. And I still watch it when it pops up on my list. So when it pops up on TV or, or anything, I, I watch it. And it's something that obviously I want to buy on Blu-ray for the little one. It's a really nice movie, man. Yeah, I think, I think this is one of Pixar's best. Yeah. No, it has the same formula. Like It's like, what if toys had feelings? What if fish had feelings? Yep. What if rats had feelings? This movie, it's like, what if feelings had feelings? Had feelings, yeah. Revolutionary. This absolute saddest part of this movie was when um, when Bing Bong dies. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When it's like they try and like get out of the like the racing area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I remember, he, yeah. Like jumps out last minute. Yeah. And he's like, take her to the moon for me. I was like, oh my God. No. Yeah. It's no, so, uh, it uh, like, like imaginary friends have we forgotten about and like that we used to have. It's, oh, it's so sad. Oh. You know, talk about crying in movies. The last... Other than The Dark Knight, I just, now I just remember talking about Disney Pixar and stuff like that. You know what other movie had the tear coming down? You know in, in Up, when his wife dies? Oh, yeah. The that was time. such a hard scene, man. The music was so good in that, too. That, was, that came out in 2009, that movie. So I if that was like a year later, I would definitely be on this list. But it was such a sad... Like, I don't know what it is with Disney Pixar movies, man. They hit, they hit home, don't they? They know, they, know how to, they know how to hit your soul. Yeah, man. So, But yeah, a great movie, I think. You said that was number one on your on your yeah. list. Okay, what's your... got quite a few honorable mentions though. Okay, fair enough. Um, close second was Fury Road. I think that's a perfect action movie. It's just nonstop action. I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't seen that movie. Have you follows? Pardon? Have you seen It Follows? Nope. Oh, it's such a you know I you know I hate horror movies. Uh, yeah, you know, I was about to say because I knew it came out that year. It's a great horror movie. Like, What's it about? It's okay. So like this thing follows you. It keeps following you and it never stops following you. And it all it does is walk. So you have to just keep running from it. If it catches you, it's gonna kill you. Okay, um, that but, sounds okay. But it takes the form of any human, so you don't know who it is. You just oh, have to shit. be on the lookout for someone who's like who who's like slowly walking towards you. Ooh, and okay. no one else can see it except for you. So you can be like, oh my God, this thing's chasing me, but no one's going to see it except for you. Oh, okay. And the way it spreads, it's like the way it spreads is that you need to have sex with someone else and then you pass the pass it on. Ah, uh, okay, okay. And like if that person dies, then it's going to come back for you. I really want to watch that now. It's I really so want to watch it. It's so shot. The music is incredible in this movie, but like it's, I That's think a... it's a masterpiece. Oh, really? 
Okay. And I hate horror movies. You one, you hate horror movies, and two, when you say masterpiece, I'm gonna have to watch this. I'm gonna have to watch this movie now. It's so well done. I'm gonna have to check it out. Actually, you carry on talking while I check on Amazon how much it is. And okay. Our other honorable mentions: Ex Machina, good movie. Yep. Yeah. Uh, have you seen Sicario? Uh, no, I haven't. It's got Emily Blunt in it. I should watch that it. movie. Is good. Yeah. Benicio Benicio del Toro is so keep, cool in that movie. Yep. I keep hearing the it's same like thing. Super, it's it's just like Narcos. I would say it's super realistic, super grounded. It's like a good night vision scene in it. It's like perfect Dark Zero in a way. Okay. Um, The Martian and Kingsman. That's that's actually a good list to be honest. I, like we said, that year was pretty solid for movies. Have, you, just seen, have you seen Kingsman? The first one, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, the, absolutely the amazing shootout scene. Oh, so amazing! Uh, I just checked; it follows on Amazon. It's only seven ninety nine, so I might pick it up on Blu ray. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. For that year, particular year, you had the uh, Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation as well. Creed, don't forget that was pretty pretty cool. Um, Southpaw came out that year. I, I like that as a Jake another Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Uh, I thought that movie was underrated. I thought you could see the story coming. Yes, fair enough. Uh, but it, ha- it actually had a nice twist to that movie. Um, obviously, Force Awakens came, came out that year. Age of Ultron, we, we've talked about that. And uh, The Man from Uncle, have you seen that movie? That's supposed yeah, to be right. really- I hear it's pretty good. Yeah, that's supposed to be really good. Ant-Man also came out that particular year. And uh, Jurassic World and James Bond Spectra came out. That- and Fast and Furious 7. So it was a big year for movies. Um, 20, what, what are we on now? We're on 2016. 2016. Yeah. 2016 was a slow year, I think. Uh, I could have easily, actually, I'm going to change it midway. Uh, I'm going to cheat. Uh-oh. I had Arrival on there as a movie. Mm, good movie. Good movie, but I'm going to take that off. I don't think that was my, like, the best movie I watched that year. It's one of my honorable mentions. But not, I, I wouldn't even give it an honorable mention just because these two movies, I really enjoyed them. There was something about this particular year that it was just all dominated by animated movies. And uh, the first one up on here, and this is my favorite movie of 2016, is Zoo, Zootropolis. Zoo, Zoo, what? Zootopia? Zootropolis. <laughs> Zootropolis. I absolutely love that movie. Zootopia? It's called Zootropolis. It's called Zootopia. What do you no, think? No, it's called. Is it Zootopia. called something different over there? I think it's called something different over here, man. It's called Zootopia over here. Let me check out IMDb. The one with the fox and the rabbit. Yeah, yeah, Zootopia. No, nah, man, it's called Zootropolis here. Let me check. What? <laughs> it's called. Let me find out. Look, I just Google said Zootopia or Zootropolis. In the UK, we decided to change the US title Zootopia to Zootropolis. Oh, yeah. That's shocking. To merely allow the film to have a unique title, title that works for the UK audience. Yeah. So wow. we just call it, so we just we call just, it just Zootopia. Made breaking news there. Breaking news, yeah. Okay, Zootopia. Let's just call it Zootopia. Yeah, that's a good movie. That, that was my favorite movie of uh, 2016. I absolutely love that movie. The whole story was pretty cool. The cast. Yeah, it's the... like super serious. The tag was like racism. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I didn't expect this coming from a Disney movie. Yeah. It, this is it, tackling it, like systemic. Listen, it had going on. ignore the whole animate animation side of it. Yeah. It had, it was so heavy on social commentary. So heavy. And uh, it was, it tackled racism. It tackled um, uh, equality. It tackled uh, work pay equality, gender equality. It tackled uh, housing issues. 
it tackled that racism. Had some serious issues. <laughs> yeah, it was, but I loved it, man. It's so and it good. was just, it was so funny, man. My favorite scene though in that movie, just talk about. It. And I don't know, I don't know why um, there was a particular scene in uh, Big Hero Six. Have you seen Big Hero Six? Yeah. You see the scene where then the police station trying to file the report on the that big. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever it is, is trying to tape his holes up because he keeps leaking air. Bemo, that's his yeah, name, mate. Yeah, do you remember that scene? Yeah. And that scene was just so slow. So it reminded me of uh, the sloth scene. The, sl- in, the yeah. sloths were really funny in this Yeah, Yeah, the, when they're trying to get his driver license or whatever, or uh, I think they're trying to track down the license plate number. That was it. And the sloth is just so slow. And then the fox... Uh, he makes a joke. <laughs> he makes a joke. <laughs> oh, that scene was so funny. But the, and this he's movie... Like, uh, Ha, 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 yeah, <laughs> it was so funny. But you know what? I didn't see the twist coming. You know? Yeah, that. I didn't see the, pretty good. I didn't see the twist coming. I was like, what? So, yeah, man, this was my favorite movie of 2016. Just even talking about it now, it's, it's brought a smile to my face for God knows what reason. It's such so, a so, funny movie, man. I watch this all the time when it's on TV. I watch it all the time. It had interest Albert in it as well. Yeah, he plays the pushy. <laughs> Wait, it was so, when I when I. This, I could talk about this. I'm crying. This, this movie is, is actually a really good movie. This movie is so funny. It's so funny. Like the, the walls are really funny in this movie. It's like stop howling. You're gonna make us all howl. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was what, 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 my one more starts howling. <laughs> this movie is like, so funny. I can't funny. help it. <laughs> 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 so funny. Oh man. <laughs> I'll tell oh, you what though. I'm you know so what ruins this movie? Go on. Furries. I fucking hate furries. No, I'm sorry. I don't mean to discriminate. Yeah. But like the fan art for this this movie is it's 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 disgusting, fam. Like, why do you find this rabbit attractive? It's an animated character. Oh, what are you sorry. doing? Oh my there's some weird people out there. I can't stand it. Uh, don't Google her at all. I can't stand I, I'm it. I'm not gonna Google her. People actually were like attracted to the rabbit in this movie. Uh, some people are I just fucking like weird. I Listen, they take such an innocent thing and just make it so corrupt. This let's is a say. kids' movie. Why are you turning her yeah. into like pornos? <laughs> oh my god! But you know what? Not... Going back, there was one particular scene that I really enjoyed. Was uh, it reminds me of, of that video I sent you yesterday? You know, when the when the bus driver kicks the uh, the kid yeah. off the off the <laughs> bus and it turns out as a full grown adult. You know, when they're making ice lollies and you think it's a baby. And it turns out to be like this mobster, like this ghetto oh, gangster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty funny. So that I, was I, a good scene. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah, so that's my um, favorite movie of 2016. I'm just like dying here over here. That's a good pick. My honorable mention for this, it's another animated uh, movie, Secret Life of Pets. Mm, that's a, I haven't seen that, but I hear it's pretty good. It's so funny. It's so funny. It's got Kevin Hart in it. Like, I don't need to say anymore. It's so fun. There's this particular scene. Where this, where this uh, mobster dies, this gangster, and Kevin Hart is out there shouting "R.I.P. Ricky" and all that kind of stuff. It's so funny. Uh, you need to watch it. But yeah, Secret Life of Pets is my honorable mention for 2016, and let's let's just call it Zootopia because it's called Zootropolis here for some reason. Uh, I like Zootropolis better, actually. Yeah, I like Zootopia. Isn't the name of the city Zootopia? Or did uh, they change that in in your? I have no idea. I can't remember. Uh, all I know it's yeah. Like the funny thing is, I call I keep calling it Zootropolis, and then my missus is like Zootopia. I'm like, no, Zootropolis. And uh, it reminds me of um, uh, Live Die Repeat, 
slash yeah. Edge of Tomorrow, and now mm-hmm. uh, Ford versus Ferrari. It's called Le Mans 66 here, for God knows what reason. Uh, I don't know why it's called Le Mans 66. No, no idea why. Um, uh, so that's what it reminds me of. But yeah, those are my two picks for Thingy. I really want to watch Zootopia now. Me too. But um, my, my watch, best wait, movie wait, is... Sorry, watch Secret Life of Pets, I beg of you. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, there's the second one, right? Yeah. I, I, okay. I, I've heard the second one isn't as good as the first one, but you can't go wrong with animated movies. And, you know, Secret Life of Pets is only 80 minutes long, so it's an hour and a half, whatever. Okay. So, my best movie of 2016, and this was an easy choice for me. It's Moonlight. Mm. Have you seen Moonlight? Nope, I've had this incredible. Incredible movie. This is actually, like, the only best picture movie on my list, and the only best picture I agree with incredible movie i think this might be my favorite movie of the decade oh wow like it's that good like it's it's incredible wow um, i've heard about it it's it's is it about the black guy and his um discovery of his sexuality or something like that yeah it's yeah, like yeah. an implication, but yeah it tackles a lot of themes like like finding your own identity um like you are your product of your environment you know just a lot of serious topics. Um, the movie shot so well. Like the director uses some really interesting camera angles here and there. Yeah. Um, the soundtrack's good. The it's acting's got, amazing. It's got old boy in it, doesn't it? Uh, Mahesh Ali. Yeah, I love him. He's really good in this. He's only in this movie for like 15 minutes, and oh, he really? won an Oscar for it. Oh no like, way! He was so good in that 15 minutes that he won Oscar. He was really? Like, Are you yeah, serious? He like, yeah, he's wow. in the movie for not even 15 minutes. Wow. He was like Clay Thompson going in the game and going like eight for eight. <laughs> on Jesus. But he was, he was just, he was so good in this movie. Um, let, me, let me quickly search it while you talk. I just want to see. Okay. But yeah, some really good scenes in here. Some really like touching, like emotional scenes. I think all, like the main characters played by three actors. This is what Boyhood should have been. Anyways, um, like a young actor, a teen actor, and an adult actor. The adult, all three of them kill the role. Um, this, the adult actor is really good. I forgot what his name is. Listen, really I've just good. I've just popped it up on IMDb. It's got a meta score of ninety nine. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I need to watch I that think, movie. Yeah, I think I think it's a flawless movie. I think. Wow. I have it. I have two Blu-rays, and that's one of them. Oh, incredible! Incredible! I, I definitely need to watch this. So yeah, I'll probably buy this as well. Um, yeah, I'll probably just buy it, have it in my collection. That sounds incredible. I can't believe he got an Oscar though for 15 minutes. That's incredible, man. That's it's unheard so of. Good. Unheard of. Because usually it's, if it's a supporting role, it's a longer supporting role, or if it's a lead role, usually. It's not, yeah, that's incredible. Um, what's your. Honorable mentions? Yep. Okay. Honorable mentions, I had Rogue One. Yeah. The best the, new yeah, Star Wars. Movie. The best new Star Wars, agreed. Sorry, Nick. And um, I, I enjoyed Rogue One, man. I really did. Like, I went into it. I was just for the sake of just watching the Star Wars movie. And I remember coming out of it and I messaged you. And I said, that was better than any of the new. Yeah. Yeah. But um, my other honorable mention was uh, it's a Japanese anime movie. It's called Your Name. It's really emotional. It's about. Have you seen that one Keanu Reeves movie with um, like the mailbox? I forgot what it is. Oh, Sandra Bugs in it. Oh, uh, it's not speed, is it? <laughs> uh, I can't remember. 
But I it's like it's kind of like time traveling. I can't remember it. No. But yeah, the premise of the movie is like these two kids keep switching bodies for like no reason. So um, like the guy goes in the girl's body, the girl goes in the guy's body, and they're like trying to figure out what's going on. But like, the guy is five years into the future too. That it's, sounds it's weird. That sounds it's, weird. It's weird, but it's it's it's, it's interesting. You should watch it. Okay. Um, we're on 2017 now. Don't want this podcast to go too long. Yeah. Uh, we're about. I think we're about to hit, hit two hours, maybe two hours and a bit. Anyway, we talked about Dark Knight Rises for so long. Yeah. Uh, I'll blast through these next ones, and within hopefully in the next fifteen minutes we'll finish. Anyways, yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. Twenty seventeen, another good year for good year for movies, uh, a mega year for movies. I would say uh, there's a few on a few movies that came out in that particularly that I haven't watched once again in my watch list, but I've had to go with one of the movies that just absolutely took me away. It really did. Uh, I watched this movie three times in the cinema, and it's Dunkirk. I. I I have, Ooh, nothing, I, I have nothing bad to say about this movie. There's a lot of movies that came out that year, but nothing took me away like Dunkirk did. Did you watch, watch it in IMAX? No, I didn't. No. Oh, uh, incredible I, sound. Yeah. I need to buy this on Blu-ray, but I just feel like the movie is not good. It's not going to do any justice being on a home uh, cinema. Uh, but yeah, this is why it's, this is on my list for 2017. It's my best movie. It just There was something about it. It's just like the way it was... It was shot the way it was done in terms of the three storylines uh, coming together. Uh, obviously, following three different storylines as well. It's, did it, do they have to be out of order though, like time wise? No, I wait. Never mind. I get why he did it. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, so that was pretty awesome. The fact that Nolan was heavy, and I mean extremely heavy on practical effects and just hardly no CGI. Ed- no CGI. The movie at parts made me feel claustrophobic, made me feel on the edge of my seat. Even the soundtrack, even no, Hans Zimmer's a goat. That, I think that was his, some of his best work. That and Interstellar, because in the background you've always got this ticking noise. The stopwatch. Yeah, the stopwatch noise. Uh, one of the, my favorite shots was in, when they're in the boat and the camera, because the boat's tipping, the camera angle stays fixated on on the side of the boat. And obviously the camera angle shifted now and you see the boat filling up with water and that made me feel so claustrophobic. Like I was there. Um, so rather than the camera angle, obviously moving around to kind of uh, pick up different parts of that particular scene, it stayed fixated on one angle and that angle continued throughout that particular shot. So when the boat tilted, the camera angle tilted as well. That was but so good. That was so, so well done. Uh, so many scenes, man, I could go on forever on this, but it was just such a beautiful movie. I remember seeing the trailer and I wasn't too sure what this Nolan movie was about. I mm-hmm. thought, you know, this is going to be a weird, maybe this is going to go down the sci-fi route because all we got was the, the shot of them in that boat looking up and then you had that really horrendous, alarming noise. And I thought it was just going to be like one of the sci-fi Clover-esque sort of uh, movie, but it just oh. turned out to be a, a war movie. And mm-hmm. everyone that was involved in that particular war said this was a true and accurate uh, representation of uh, Dunkirk and what happened. And uh, yeah, it was just, it just goes to show that Nolan doesn't cut, really cut corners. Really, the attention, or attention for detail in this movie was incredible. Uh, Tom Hardy was awesome in this movie. He killed it. Killed it. Once again, you don't really see his face most of the time. You only see his eyes because it's in this, uh, 
in this um, aircraft. I think he had like eight lines. Holy eight lines. Man. There was hardly any dialogue in this movie, but no, it's it's, it's the it's same a, with we said this in we said this in Adastra, and this is why this movie uh, kind of captured my attention. It's war. It's gritty. No one talks. Like you see them when they're all on the beach, rather mm-hmm. than this. Uh, hey, how you doing? Blah blah blah. No one was talking to each other. Everyone was down. The mood was down. The mood was low. No one had the energy. No one wanted to do anything. It was just kind of a really dark and gritty place to be. And yeah, Dunkirk 2017 for me, man. Incredible. Absolutely incredible movie. One of my favorite movies. Um, my honorable mention had to go to Four Ragnarok, no doubt. That no was doubt. my honorable mention, yeah, too. No, no doubt, man. Just, five MCU movie. Yeah, yeah, 100%. There was no doubt. Just because of what they were able to, to do with it. Obviously, the first two movies were absolutely trash. Some of the worst movies I've seen. And uh, to kind of take that and spin it on its head and in, inject it with life, inject it with color, an amazing color pa- palette to it, amazing cast, amazing story, fun, humor. Man, this, I was, I remember, you called it, you said this movie was going to be an incredible movie. I wasn't expecting much before I went into the trailer because I thought, okay, from experience, the first two movies were shit. What's, how is this movie going to set to me? And then we need to see the vibrant, color palette of this movie you're like wow this movie's actually it's going down a different route and i just yeah, love the, the love scene it. with the hulk the scene when they're escaping the scene in the ship where four is trying to figure out the password it's like strongest avenger and this is like that scene made me laugh. <laughs> uh yeah amazing amazing movie top five uh, marvel movie okay my favorite movie of 2017 well, favorite scene from don cook was when um i forgot to mention this where they're all just like waiting on the beach and yep. you hear like a plane approaching, a plane approaching. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like the camera's just fixed on it. And like he's like running away from the plane. It's like shooting people down and it like barely misses them. Such a good scene. One thing about that movie, just I forgot to touch, what made that movie so intense as well? You never see the enemy. I was about to say, you, you don't see any of the Germans. Yeah, you don't. Even that opening scene, all you hear is gunfire and the guy's running. Mm-hmm. Mate, that scene was intense. And I knew I was in for a ride. Yeah, because this, this isn't like necessarily a a war movie as it is um like a rescue movie mm. Mm. but yeah great choice not showing any enemies christopher nolan a, a true goat a le- legend legend of uh cinema yeah all right favorite movie of 2017 um i think i mentioned this on the underrated movies podcast but ladybird yeah i, um, I, ex- I expected that from you yeah really charming movie really really funny really like it has the movie has a lot of heart. That's what I like about movies, games, just you know things that have a lot of heart. Um, you know, pretty basic. Um, growing of age story. It's about a girl who becomes adult. She goes through the problems like peer pressure, um, making new friends, choosing friend groups. It's really relatable. It's a high school movie, mm-hmm. so everyone has these experiences. You know, um. Not much to say. Just check it out. It's a great, charming movie. Uh, that was your... No, sorry. For, for, yeah, for Ragnarok was your honorable mention. Um, okay, 2018. Uh, Marvel killed it for me in 2018. Uh, I think they just destroyed cinema. I think nothing was able to stand. And you could pick any Marvel movie, I think. Uh, as one of your favorite. There's obviously one particular movie I'm never going to pick. never going to make my list. Um, <laughs> uh, so for me... My favorite movie of 2018 had to be Infinity War. There's no doubt. There was Ooh, no doubt for me. And I'm just going to say out straight away, my honorable mention, you could pick between these two. My honorable mention 
could be Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. That's, uh, that was my honorable mention. Yeah, those two movies, man, they're just absolutely... You can have maybe Incredibles 2, but I did feel like Incredibles 2 had the heart that Incredibles 1 did. Mm-hmm. That's why I went with these two. Infinity War, man. I've said enough about this movie. Absolutely mind-blowing. I just loved it. The ending itself, let alone you can make an entire podcast about... Shocking ending. Shocking ending. Just like, just ending there. And uh, yeah, I can't remember what what the end credits there was no end credits but something popped up on the scene as yeah I, I think it just it, yeah so what happened after the movie you expected something to happen obviously you just had Avengers Infinity War to pop up on the screen then you had the Samuel L. Jackson uh, scene um, that was awesome we obviously was we he a squall in that scene apparently he's been a squall since do, 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 I can't remember since when um, oh. that was there was a talk about it, that he's been a squall for quite some time uh, but that movie man I've said Plenty about this movie. Well shot, one of the best Marvel movies in my top two. Uh, beautiful movie. Best, my own... best scene is um, Bring Me Thanos, right? Mate, 100%. Bring Me Thanos! It was an amazing scene. scene. Amazing scene. When when they're like getting overrun and then you see Thor's hammer and the music starts playing. Yep. That's yep. good. Beautiful. Uh, you know what I would have loved for that particular scene? I don't think it would have suited it, but if they continued the soundtrack from Four Ragnarok into there, that would have been pretty Ooh, sick. That would have been good. Yeah. Play the Led Zeppelin song. Yeah, exactly. Uh, when I when I hear that song now, all I think of is Four Ragnarok. Me too. Yeah. Um, so that's my two for twenty eighteen. Um, yeah, if any was like really rewatchable. By the way, like I just I go I go on YouTube all the time and just watch scenes from that movie, mm. especially like. Um, like the battle with Wakanda is really good. Like, oh, that was incredible! Was doing work that battle. Incredible. had like the highest body count. He did, didn't he? He just dropped uh, some some nukes. He dropped say. some nukes on them. They just dropped them, and they were all shook, running through. But that scene in particular was awesome. Oh, you know what scene I really liked? Um, when he's like secure all defenses and get this man a shield. I love that. Yeah, scene. Yeah, good scene. Yeah, I love that scene. And then okay. uh, when Rocket Raccoon, Rocket Raccoon came back, he said. Okay. With, uh, how, how much for the arm? How much for the gun? He was like, "Oh, I'll mm. get that arm." And then, uh, I am Groot. I am Steve Rogers. That was pretty yeah. Sick. The whole bat- battle of Wakanda is brilliant. Incredible. Um, I can't get over that. It's called Zootropolis over there. Yeah, man. Like I was like, I had that on my list, and I was like, when you start saying what, I was like, oh, have I done something wrong here? No, it's actually called yeah, Zootropolis here. Yeah. I don't know, don't know why. Uh, we do we do things differently here, I guess. Okay. Imperial metric sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, so I use a metric system anyways. Oh, fair enough. But um best movie twenty eighteen. You're not gonna be happy with me. Go on. Wait, wait, wait. Let me just one sec. Let me just grab a dr- uh, drink. Give me one second and let me just close you know the door. Which you go on. What is it? You know what it is. What is it? It's Black Panther. Oh my god, no way. <laughs> no wait. I'm done. Goodbye. Okay. I'm closing the door. What? It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Give me, give me an argument why it's uh, not good. I'm not listening. Give me an argument why it's not a good movie. I'm back. <laughs> Go on. Okay. For the people who don't like Black Panther, if your only argument is that the CGI is shit, that's not a good argument. No, that's all not classic that. movies have bad CGI. Star Wars you, has bad CGI. Lord of the Rings has even aged. even me, who somebody who hated Black Panther. Well, I wouldn't say hated it. I just don't. I just don't agree with the hype. Even somebody like myself, I haven't 
criticise Black Panther alone just for its CGI. I've always obviously had my own uh, arguments towards it. So don't you dare just disagree <laughs> with this movie just because it's CGI. I wasn't saying CGI you, is I was awful. Saying other people. Yeah, yeah. CGI is awful. That's for a start. But it's it's okay. It's not bad. Then the final fight, final fight is awful. The final fight is awful. Uh, I didn't like the whole. Actually, you defend it, and I'll kind of go go against what you were going to say. We've talked about this so so many times. I, I think, just feel. I just felt like I think Michael. Typical, yeah, I think right. Michael B. Jordan kills a role. I think he's one of the best MCU villains. He's just right behind Thanos. Killed him he off just, again. He, he's eating scenery in yep. here. But um, yeah, I feel like I, killed, not killed him off too early. I feel like they kept. kept I think they bring him back. You reckon? Yeah, I reckon they should. And but my gripe with it as well was they killed off uh, Andy Serkis. They, I I didn't think he was that good. I liked him in that man. I really did. But you know, hey, this movie was overrated for me. We've already talked about it. <laughs> Anyways, we we talked about enough of this movie. We've we've mentioned it in like three different podcasts. Three different podcasts. Uh, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. It, it got a high meta score, but I posted something up the other day. It was kind of the top uh, rated uh, Marvel movies on Rotten Tomatoes, and this was the highest. I don't agree with that, man. Hey, I, hey, I really don't. Hey. And I actually posted something. I said, uh, maybe it's time to do a overrated list part two. And like, maybe maybe we like, should. Don't, Psych! Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Don't, you dare. I'm, don't I'm, do it. I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait. I don't think the don't people do have gone over don't episode... Do <laughs> I don't think people have gone over episode eight, so... Uh, everyone's gonna be called. Everyone calls me the Mad Titan now. After that, everyone's gonna call me Saddam Hussein after this. Oh, so after wow. after I dropped episode uh, or the great movies part two. Uh, what's what's your? Um, I'll mention. mention. Yep. Um, Thor Ragnarok and The Shape of Water. Okay, I haven't seen Shape of Water. I've heard it's movie. pretty good. It's a Guillermo del Toro movie. He's oh, wait, in f- Mate, Thor Ragnarok came out in 2017. You mean Infinity War? Oh yeah, you're right. Infinity yeah. Boy. What was I thinking? No, I was thinking about last year. My yeah. bad. Yeah. Spider Verse, um, Infinity War, and Shape of Water. I need to watch Shape of Water. You know what? I just want to give a shout out as well to Mission Impossible Fallout. I really enjoyed that. Ooh, uh, I haven't seen that movie. Yet. That was very good. Uh, but Solo, a Star Wars story that came out, that was. What was I think that that's like? underrated. I think that's pretty good. You reckon? Uh, yeah. X Men Dark Phoenix came out. That was pretty. Also. Like, I, 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 I'll say I'll say with this. Ready Play One. Have you seen this movie? Um, I don't think it's no. underrated. I don't think it's overrated. I don't think everyone will appreciate it. But it's got so it's like it's heavy I think, on nostalgia. I think heavy. it's a generic movie that that it, it relies too much on nostalgia. Yep, yep. 100%, it's like oh, totally you agree. like Tracer, right? Oh, you like Master right? Chief. Ooh, yep. You like Power Rangers, right? Yep. It's just it uses nostalgia too much. 100% it's like exploiting agree. it. Yeah, hundred percent agree with you. But that's why I enjoyed it. It was just like my sort of thing. It was like, yeah, wow, Master Chief, blah blah blah. Uh, Teresa, Teresa. Um, twenty nineteen. Does she does she say the cavalry's here? No, no, she doesn't. Uh, I'm no. not gonna watch that then. <laughs> uh, rounding up this podcast with twenty nineteen, a mega year this year. Uh, okay, just. Cut to the chase. We know what your number one is. I'm just going to say it outright. I'm not even going to bother talking about it too much. We've made an entire podcast about it. Joker is my number one movie. Yeah, yeah, year. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> what? Absolutely hey, incredible if movie. You, if you highest gross, highest if you grossing R rated movie. Overrated. I'm going to put this on overrated. <laughs> uh, highest uh, grossing R rated movie. That I'll is talk true. about it enough. 
it's most well, profitable comic book movie of yep, all time. Yep. And and to my honorable mention that obviously it had to be it was Endgame and no doubt about it. And to wrap up can ten I, can years. I, can um, I admit something? Go on. I think I think Joaquin Phoenix is should win the Oscar for this movie. I think I it think should. Really good. Yeah, I've been watching scenes over and over again. I think he should. And um yeah. The scene where he um he shoots My man that's like become a meme now. That that's has, pretty- yeah. I actually watched that scene yesterday. I was uh, on on the bus ride home. Uh, popped up on my Twitter feed. Just watched it. it was, it's a classic. It's a classic scene. It's gonna be. It's gonna go down one of the scenes. That scene, the ending scene. There's a lot of scenes where you could just have that scene stand on its own and watch that, and you go, "That's a classic." Without knowing the narrative behind it or anything leading up, you go, "Wow." So that was one of my reasons for. It was just incredible, man. Absolutely, I really can't wait for it to drop on Blu-ray, man. I really really can't but i've talked about joker enough it's my favorite movie of the year endgame has to be on there as well man yeah and games on my honorable mentions too so like it's surprising that the year that the culmination of the mcu comes out yep the most talked about and relevant movie is joker joker it's, yeah it's pretty you know it's it's been a decent year for movies but i think a lot yeah. of movies have kind of tried to stay away from the big hitters uh and or I wouldn't just say that i feel like a lot of movies have been overlooked for that in that, in that case just because there's been other movies uh i think i know what your number one movie is going to be of the year um yeah my number one movie of the year is parasite 100 percent. yeah i would we say both love this movie. we both love this movie and i would go as far as saying it's probably one of the best movies and the most important movie of the last decade exactly uh, yeah an incredible movie we've you, you, i'll let you take it away on this movie um it's probably the best foreign movie of this decade i haven't seen roma but you know, uh, I hear that's okay too. But um, yeah, probably the best foreign movie this decade. I really hope this gets nominated for best picture, not just best foreign film, because it would easily win best foreign film. But um, I don't know the best, the best, the the reason why this is number one on this list is because people always ask us like, what kind of movie is it? What kind of genre is it? And we know we we really don't know what to say. It's like uh, I guess it's a comedy. It's yep. a comedy. It's it's a drama too. It's got some horror elements. It's, it's just everything. A heist movie, horror element, comedy, drama, thriller. It's everything in this movie. It's a really really great movie. A well shot movie. And this is something I didn't really notice until you played on it. It really touches on the whole aspect of a parasite. You don't see it coming. It yeah. latches onto the host doesn't want to let go. It's like cancer. People fight cancer and they kind of overcome it, but the cancer cells stay within. And then you've always got people going, oh, I'm two, year, two years clear, three years clear. Sometimes you hear that the cancer's come back. It's the same with this movie. It's the parasite. It, it mm-hmm. latches on. And then obviously it's a recent movie, so we're not going to discuss um, spoilers, but then obviously that whole ending, it kind of, it touches on that. The parasite, the ho- it's still had, um, latching onto its host. And I absolutely love this movie, but that being said, man, there's a lot of honorable mentions this year, man. Like for me, Spider-Man Far, Far From Home, Us, John Wick 3, man. That was incredible. John Wick 3 was honorable mention too. Oh, mate, in, in an incredible, incredible movie. I haven't seen it, but I've heard uh, talk about it. The Lighthouse is supposed to be really, really good. Yeah, I, I hear that's pretty good. I enjoyed uh, Shazam this I guess year. I'll watch it to see how good Batman yeah, is. Yeah, really, that's, that's one of the reasons why I want to watch it. Um, uh, Shazam, I really enjoyed that. Pardon? Alastra. 
Ad Astra also, yep, El Camino came out. I'll class that as a movie. I've heard murmurs of Midsummer. I don't, I don't know what that's about. But yeah, I, I hear that's pretty good. I, I think it's too scary for me. Oh, really? I'll to watch it. I need to watch that. So it's been a great year for 2019, man, and just a great year, a decade in, in general, man. We've been, I believe, blessed to have like some amazing movies that was stand on all-time classics. I'm looking forward to next year, to be honest, and the next decade of movies and see where we go. But yeah, me too. Kind of my wish list for let's say the next decade. I just want directors to take more risk. You know, I don't just want uh, generic movies. Take risks. Is um, Nolan coming out with a movie in twenty twenty? Yep, he's coming up with a movie called Tenant, and I believe Ooh, that should be good. I've seen a, a leaked trailer of it, and uh, I believe it's like a a cop time slash time travel movie. Uh, sounds like a movie for me. Sounds like a movie for everybody, mate. And. I can't wait for that. But what was your honorable mention for 2019 before we wrap this up? Uh, Ad Astra, Endgame, and yeah, that's about it. Cool. Um, oh, wait, John Wick 3. John Wick 3. Quickly run down the last decades of movie. I'll start on my list. Uh, just our favorite movies of that particular year. 2010 for me was Inception. 2011 was Rise of the Planet of the Apes. 2012 was Dark Knight Rises. 2013, Man of Steel. 2014, Nightcrawler. 2015, The Martian. 2016, can I just call this Zootopia? Zootopia or slash Zootropolis, wherever you are. Uh, 2017, yeah, absolute shambles. 2017 was Dunkirk. 2018 was Infinity War. And obviously 2019 was No Shadow of a Doubt, Joker. Uh, Mio, take that away with your list and I'll wrap up this super long podcast. Okay, 2010 was Inception. 2011 was Moneyball. 2012 was Django Unchained. 2013 was Her. 2014 was John Wick. 2015, Inside Out. 2016, and Movie of the Decade, Moonlight. 2017, Lady Bird. 2018, Black Panther. 2019, Parasite. Amazing. Um, cool. That's it. Did you want to plug anything in before we finish? Um, nope. Never. I just wanted to say we've got one more news-based episode next week, and then the three weeks following, it's all going to be Beyond the Multiverse. You and call then, it a news base, but we're probably going to be talking about the Mandalorian the whole time. Oh, stay tuned for that episode because it's just, yeah, as you said, the Mandalorian, we've got so much to talk about. By the time we drop that episode, we'll probably have watched episode three. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right. One more thing. Yep. I changed my take. Just give me all the episodes now. Fuck, fuck weekly. I know, man. That's what I'm saying, man. Give me all the episodes. But I've also changed my opinion where. I wanted all the episodes, but I'm happy they're showing it one by one because I'm watching C no, on Apple I want TV. All the episodes right no, I'm, now. I'm watching C on Apple TV and that drops every Friday. Oh, okay. And I'm happy because if it was all at once, I don't think I would watch it. To be honest, I'm not getting bored of it, but I'm just happy it's coming out on a weekly basis where I'm like, okay, it's come out. I'll just watch it whenever I want now this episode. But if it was a full, full on, I don't think I would invest the time to watch every single episode. But The Mandalorian, I want that now, man. I want that now. Um, we're going to keep our thoughts until that podcast. But um, as I said, the new slash Mandalorian based podcast will be next week. And then we've got three special episodes of beyond the multiverse to round up 2019. And then we're off for two weeks and then we'll be back. And that's kind of the plan. The load management. Pardon? Yeah. Load management, load, management. Yeah. load management, man. Jesus Christ. And like uh, 10 episodes in, we're absolutely loving it. We literally love the support. Shout out to everybody that listened to it. Shout out to all the messages. I'm in like group chats now with you and your brother. Now we're just discussing that. That's out of nowhere. I'm talking to your boy Rick as well. Having great discussions. We actually watched Batman Ninja the other day. So was that, was that pretty, good? 
No, it was weird, man. It was basically, we're talking more about it in the news podcast, but uh, if, if you gave Batman the license to Japanese people, this is what Japanese people would have made, pretty much. You could oh, say it's, so it's an anime. Yeah, essentially the art direction. You could say this is a Kojima <laughs> Batman movie. Oh. It's, it's weird. It's weird and funky, but I would, I would, rec- I would watch it. It's kind of long, but yeah. Um, yeah, so that's us, basically. Is there anything else before I wrap up? Um, that's about it. Cool. That's it then for today. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode, uh, episode 10 of the Multiverse podcast. If you would like to see more Multiverse content, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Multiverse. Links will be in the description below. Also, I will place Mio's, uh, his link to his Instagram page. So give him a follow, discuss with him whatever you need to discuss. Uh, also, be sure to subscribe to, to the show on iTunes or Spotify so you never miss an episode. While, while you're at it, if you found value in the show, would appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend, share this podcast with a friend, that would also help. Uh, once again, thank you for your time and we'd hope to catch you on our next episode.